Hello, everybody. Hmm? Welcome to Wave Squadron. Uh, Gonk. We're going to be talking about all kinds of Star Wars things today. Star Wars. Star Wars. Really? <clears throat> yes. More Star month. Wars Star to Wars. talk about. Star Wars, Star Wars. We I have talked about Star Wars enough. Okay. Never mind, guys. Gonk, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a whole channel talking about Star Wars. Already. Yes, Because I can't talk about Star Wars enough. So uh, today on the agenda, we're going to be having uh, an Ahsoka. We just finished up that series uh, yesterday. So uh, we're going to be talking about Ahsoka. So we're going to have a Q&A. So make sure you submit any questions you have. Yeah, there should be a section thoughts, in chat theories. where you can submit any questions you have or thoughts you have. We'll yeah. be talking about spoilers of the show, sure. Mm-hmm. So make sure you keep that in mind. Yep. And hopefully you don't get uh, too spoiled. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's pretty good. We're going to be doing that. After <clears throat> that, we're going to be pivoting to a top five list. Yes. This time about Kanan Jarrus, Jedi Knight. Yes, and this all stems from our book that we'll be discussing at the end of uh, the podcast, which is going to be on A New Dawn. A New Dawn, Which yeah. was a uh, interesting book. It was. Um, and It's uh, like a prequel to Rebels, mm-hmm. and if you're like, well, I've never read that, I don't think I'd be interested in hearing that. Well, you'll be, you, might, you might be interested in, in the conversation. There's a lot of cool things in that book. Mm-hmm. For fans of Rebels, yes, but also for people, I think, just interested in some good old Star Wars conversation. Because, man, that book has some crazy stuff in it. There's some good things in it. I do like it. Yeah. So, first off, guys, we'll be starting off with our Q&A. Um, before that, I guess we can also announce what the next book is going to be, which Eric Ooh. had that already. Lords of the Sith. So we'll be going with Lords yeah. of the Sith. It's a Palpatine Vader mm. novel. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know what it was about. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be the... I, I confused you thought it was going to be about with, Mount, uh, Mount Sorrow, the mountain on Endor? No, I hope not. No, oh, okay. Not <laughs> I don't want that. more of that. Um, is he, yeah, that was my funny, my favorite part of our Ahsoka reaction. I don't even know if it's in the video, but you go, is he looking at a mountain, a crying mountain? He's going to not be a sentient mountain. <laughs> so, uh, but no, the, uh, oh shoot, what was I talking about? <laughs> I just lost it. Uh, the, the book, and then pivoting into questions, and we also want to tell people oh, to... No. Oh. I was thinking of the uh, Luke and uh, Billy D. Uh, oh, that book. Shoot. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Billy D. Williams, you mean Lando? Lando, yeah. 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 I thought of Billy D. and I couldn't think of Lando. I love for some it. Reason. Welcome it to our Star Wars spaced, channel. Just spaced you, in my head. Someone just now tuned in. It's like, what do these guys know about Star Wars? And you're like, it just blanked what? on me. Lando? No, it happens to me all the time. It. Lost all the time. It. Either it blanks on me or I just say something completely different. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what I meant to say. Yep. Yeah. Nope, I've had that happen. Well, hey, if you guys are here for the podcast for the first time, welcome. Uh, this is something that we like to do once a month, and please subscribe to Wave Squadron, because even though we are now officially in the Star Wars <clears throat> off-season, there's nothing currently uh, a television show or movie coming out, uh, we will not stop talking about Star Wars, and you want to listen, so make sure you guys subscribe right here to Wave Squadron. And if you're wondering why I have a mustache and no yeah. beard, I was in a play and had to, I didn't have to, but I chose to shave it for the oh. play. So It wasn't your Biggs Darklighter cosplay? No, it wasn't Biggs oh, cosplay. It was okay. not. So That's what I thought it was. Now I don't like it. Well, I'll do that for Halloween. What's your plans moving forward with the mustache? Well, I'm just waiting for things to grow. Yeah. But people keep making me shave it to do like Ted Lasso and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we do do that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Aaron, we might have some questions. Yes. Well, let's get into questions uh, on uh, Ahsoka. Let's see here. Um, 
what is this? Michelle Bellman, do you think there has ever been a Force-sensitive noti? Oh, interesting. I don't know. Uh, I think the thing that I'm kind of really excited by uh, with the Ahsoka series is the opening up of the possibilities of a brand new galaxy, new things that we could see. Now, I, I know that what we did see is kind of like, all right, well, I have no Night Sisters, and yeah. I, I know Ezra, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I know the Mortis gods. I, I, you know, we saw some things that we have seen before, but I'm personally excited, you know, to jump into stuff that might be really different in this new galaxy. And then Nodi, uh, I'm actually really happy with the amount of stuff that we got to saw from, but Aaron, we didn't get to see if their shells are part of their body or something they put on. Like if they're like a hermit crab yeah. that adjusts their, mm -hmm. or if, well, I mean, the little one even had it too. Did he? So yeah, there was like a little one that had a little like shell. Yeah. Well, everybody else has a shell and he can get a little one. Yeah, but where do you get like where do you get bigger fake rocks? Do you are they made? Um, yeah, they're made in the sea. Actually, I have no idea how shells are made. <laughs> Dang it! All right, I gotta look up how shells are made. How are seashells made? That's as important. Aaron, uh, uh, a force sensitive though. Do you think it would happen? Um, I mean, I think probably a lot of creatures could have force sensitivity. Um, I don't know where they are in their sentienceness. Mm -hmm. Right, like how much they would, uh, like I don't know if they have like a certain method and stuff they do, and it's just how they operate, or yeah. if they if they understand on a grander scale sure. more, right? Like yeah. kind of maybe how tribal they are because they're mm -hmm. very kind of tribal wanderers and yeah. stuff. But I don't see a reason why they couldn't be. I mean, we have to do we have to do our due diligence and say that anybody has the ability to use the force, but mm -hmm. how sensitive and how powerful can you be? Sure, and there's yeah. some even some creatures and stuff like just animals and whatnot that mm -hmm. kind of have either maybe it's not like the force but there's like a force sensitivity that they have where they can kind of yeah connect or manipulate or whatever and they utilize that the too. forces so, in all things the tree yeah the rock now the question we had before was talking more so about like this new galaxy and mm -hmm. what kind of connection the force has to it is yeah. it just in a galaxy is it in the universe mm -hmm. but we saw different things here, whether it's force ghosts or people using the force. So yeah. like there's still a connection here on this planet. Yeah. I don't know if that necessarily means there's not, but there's, there's also the statues at the end, which I feel like also connect to the idea that there's something grander here. We have to remember, and this is, it is <clears throat> ill-defined, but there is the living force and there's the cosmic force. And I feel like the Mortis gods are more towards the cosmic force. The living force though is about, it's generated by life, Right. We have the wellspring of the force. Uh, so do you think that's more wellspring? Where we have the, the wellspring of the force, the midichlorians spread throughout the galaxy. I mean, it, I think it might be implied that they could have spread further. The pearl certainly. You sure. Know, are, do they originate in the other galaxy? Do they originate here? Doesn't even matter at a certain point. You know, maybe there are billions of galaxies that the force has spread to, or it was always there, or is never there, and it's all a trick. Sure. I don't know. I don't know either. But how did those nodi get there? clothes on if their shells are attached to their backs you're saying with the force maybe or zippers or velcro so you really i'm gonna go with the force okay they all have the force they all have the force we just don't get to see it they don't know how to use it yet yep yep all right let's uh let's move on to how about mike lennon who says mm -hmm. still confused on where merrick came from oh he was obviously a night sister magic mm -hmm. but did morgan make him doesn't really matter homie is dead <laughs> yeah. still curious though yeah. Hmm. Well, did... I think at the very least we can say that he used to be an inquisitor. Sure. Like, or his body used to be an inquisitor. Is there assumption that he is just all magic, or that mm -hmm. he has been resurrected? As we saw, Night Sisters have done this before, right? Yeah. We saw 
whether you've played uh, Fallen Order mm-hmm. or you've watched Clone Wars yeah. or you watched Ahsoka, mm-hmm. there's this magic that can bring things back and let them continue to fight. Yeah. Is that what he was? I think he's more of that rather than just being straight up like Maybe. creation magic. So I think that there's like a there was a person there, and who maybe. was that person? Like maybe we know in the future, maybe we won't ever know. But well, we have to also look at what was shown to us when the night troopers died. Eventually, mm-hmm. they didn't burst into smoke. Sure, Merrick burst into smoke. Sure, what if he's like? What if it's empty armor and he's just a just magical suit of armor, and that's all uh, it really he was? He spoke at one point, didn't he? He did talk. Yeah, yeah. I need to do. Now that the show is over, I guess got to rewatch everything too. Sure, I haven't done any rewatch other than certain scenes. I want to also watch. There's a uh, Master and Apprentice like behind the scenes mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Mm. Yeah, and I need to watch that too. I was like, that sounds interesting to have uh-huh. like a what did the you know directors and actors yeah. or whatever things they should because like some of those have been really cool and showed a lot yeah. of really interesting things. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the idea that Merrick has been like either brought back or kept alive through magic. Do you think Morgan was the catalyst for that? I don't know if Morgan was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the best example of it because we don't know a lot of the Night Sisters at the time. Yeah. But I don't know. What's the reach of the the Great Mothers? Sure. Or was it from something else? She did I would seem, say Morgan's probably the best option, though. I would say she she did seem a little limited in terms of like what she could do with her Night Sister flame, her magic. Yeah. Uh, she seems to be a lot more focused on combat we had night sisters like the you know the two that uh, escort asajj to fight dooku mm-hmm. like you know they were blessed with uh invisibility powers from Towson and the other night sisters doing their ritual but they seem to be a little bit more uh fighters you know so to relate into like jedi rather than being consulars and more guardians maybe i don't okay. know but uh it would seem morgan i mean hell that the fight she has with ahsoka was my favorite i i think my favorite fight of the whole show Mm-hmm. I love the choreography in it. I love the intensity. I love the ferocity. I love how it was very it, fluid. How fluid it was, and it really did feel like two chess masters going at a thousand miles an hour. Loved it. Have you ever watched like the chess people that do the speed chess and just you know? And no. it's like, how are they processing that? Like, you know, how are they doing that? I, I don't know how. I'm dumb, but they're smart. From what I understand, it's something to do with vibrators. And yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, well, maybe that's what was going on. Yeah, okay. that, must have been, yeah. that must have been what it was. Maybe that's what happened to Merrick. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know for sure, but my my assumption is that he was once alive, yeah. and maybe we'll get more story on him in the in the past, mm-hmm. like a, something that goes back a bit more. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's – is that the longest – that's the latest Inquisitor we know of, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is the farthest into the timeline of having an Inquisitor we've gone so far, I I would believe. say so. Ten years after – Return of the Jedi? I believe so. Yeah. All the others have, like, typically, a lot of them have died, like, before episode four. <laughs> you know? Like, there's been a lot of them that we've seen have died yep. early. We saw a lot. So, maybe this has been a resurrected one of that, or it's been, it's just someone who's lasted a long time, or it's just straight up magic mm-hmm. in a suit of armor. But the sure. thing with that is, like we said, the talking, I think, for the suit of armor magic element mm-hmm. seems like a weird part. Yeah. You could also say the same thing with Enoch. You right, could. like maybe Enoch, some kind of weird. I'm going to thing. assume that Enoch does not look as pretty as his helmet. Yeah, and we saw those Death Troopers; they do not look pretty. Sure, Thrawn has had to recycle his resources. Absolutely. <laughs> Good question. Thank you so much. Uh, we did have two. Um, shoot, what do they call on on YouTube? Super chats. Super chats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had two of those. Give me some. Um, let me see here. We have. 
Uh, Vapors. Vapors. Who said, do you wish we could have had a better reunion with Ezra and Hera? Mm. I would have loved a longer sequence with an embrace and being introduced to Jason. Um, I mean, I, I don't... Hmm. I, I, would I like to see that? Absolutely. But I'm also... We shouldn't be impatient. I think that we'll probably get uh, a little more there. That was really just Ezra, I'm home moment, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, that, that is one thing that, uh, you know, now that we're done with the show and I was able to kind of go in, like, what are people thinking? Like, I do feel like people need to remember, like, this isn't a six-hour movie. This is a television show season, and then it's not done. It's not over. We're not, sure. you know, how many TV shows have you watched? Like, you get to the end, you're like, oh, but there's so much more to get to, you know? It's like, that's an exciting feeling for me. Sure. You know, like as if, opposed to, like, ah, oh, they didn't get to the things that I wanted. But like if you watch Lost Season 1, you get to the end of that season, you're like, what? Yeah. Where's the rest of this? I mean, there's certain things that are satisfying, but there's certain things that are left open-ended. Sure. You know? And whether that's going to be more shows yeah. that they cover. Because, like, r- currently they've been really jumping between different shows, mm-hmm. kind of telling some stories, kind of yeah. filling in gaps and stuff, too. But we also have the movie on the way, too. Sure. So, like, a lot of this stuff, I think, will start being filled in yeah. either through other shows or through the movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you know... Uh, you know, I don't want to. I, I personally don't like to go to a storyteller and say, "Hey, I thought of something better." <laughs> you know, sure. It's like, well, yeah, but you're building off the thing that I already. You know, so would I like to see an embrace? Yeah, but I, I, if given the choice between, do I want to see those two embrace, or would I want to have Chopper be the first one to to recognize him, even with the helmet on? I think I prefer the Chopper, and we got that. Sure, there's more connection with Chopper that we have. From Not necessarily Rebels more. It's just there's something about it. Like I love the unspoken feeling of it. That mm-hmm. like like you have to like we are so good at knowing what Chopper is feeling, and in that silent moment, we understood what was happening too. I also have more hopes of uh, what Ezra's future is. Yeah. Like him being a Jedi, he doesn't have an apprentice. Mm-hmm. You know, we know Jason is Force sensitive. Mm-hmm. I think there's an interesting part of like you know, the found family kind of idea. We have Obi-Wan who, well, here was my best friend. Here's his son. I'm going to train his son. You could have like, here was my master's son. Mm -hmm. I'm going to train him, you know? Sure. And then you could even have the ideas of, uh, I spent time trying to figure out where the heck Kanan's lightsaber went. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember seeing it after he died. There was some debate on it going to Thrawn or not going to Thrawn. Yeah. Um, Governor Price had it at one point. And she showed it to Thrawn, but he was a hologram. That's right. So a lot of people are like, they're like, well, no, he never got it because it was a hologram Mm -hmm. and then Governor Price never goes there. Sure. So people are saying like, oh, well, maybe it got blown up on Lothal, like inside the uh, the dome thing that they have, right? So there was some discussion there. And then other people were like, no, I think Thrawn might have it. I mean, some time passes between those two things. And I imagine... I can imagine a scenario in which Thrawn is like, you know, I like art and lightsabers are a, a, like one of the only pieces of art that a that a Jedi creates. And, you know, bring it to me. Send it by mail. Yeah. You know, I don't know. By mail. <laughs> yeah. So he could. He couldn't. I don't know. But we do know that there are two of those type of emitters. Sure. At least one. that who Yang had or yeah. anything. But I think that it could be interesting passing on a saber that looks like Kanan's because of the emitter and stuff, yeah. maybe onto Jason when he's yeah. prepared for it. I like that. Whether yeah. that is Ezra's saber that he made mm-hmm. or they get Kanan's saber again and pass it on to him that way. Yeah. And I think that there's some really cool things you could have with Ezra and Jason because of the connection to his dad. It's yeah. like, hey, tell me about tell me about my dad. Sure. Because like, you can hear about it from your mom, but it might be different than hearing about it like this was like his student, his, mm-hmm. you know, his apprentice. So Yeah. I, think I like the idea of, of, you know, the the passing of the saber from, you know, master to student, but from father to son, I think, would be just as good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. Well, thank you for that super chat. Thank you. Um, we have another one from Devon DeBoss, uh, who said, 
Two out of five for me. Felt mm-hmm. more like Rebel Season 5. The best thing was Balin's story. Treated Thrawn like a character we've never seen. Um, lightsaber fight scenes sucked, not Hayden. Interesting. Overall, jammed packed. Yeah. I would be curious what your favorite lightsaber scenes are. Uh, I don't think it was a secret that this is Rebel Season 5. No. And I also... In fact, wasn't that said like on the stage of celebration? I mean, not everybody saw that, I guess. Sh- sure. No. Um, I do think that there's a tricky line of trying to trying to thread the needle of people who are familiar with rebels and clone wars Mm -hmm. because not every person has seen that a lot of people have only seen live action sure um and then also trying to introduce all these characters to people who don't know these characters at all right sure i I think it's a tricky thing to weave so i think they introduced thrawn really well but i also felt like oh i've already seen this guy and Mm -hmm. this is still him yeah um no, so I really I, like I, I that aspect you mean. a lot, and I, I I think it is important to remember that it's it's you know it's doing a, a war on two fronts, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, like it should be about what you feel about not you know I I'm glad that people come to us and like what did you guys think? But I I try not to do that. I like to keep my stuff in. I guess just say our little group that we have to talk about these things. I like to keep it insular. And I like to think about my experience when I when I watch something. So. Uh, I'm bummed that that you didn't enjoy that as much, but I super agree that Balin was one of the greatest things about this season uh, he, in terms of seeing something new. I, I, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. It's also my least favorite part of the season, but that's only because like I'm worried about what the future for that character is. Yeah. And I just I, I really I'm really curious and I want to mm-hmm. know. And since I didn't get to dive into it that much. Yeah. And with Ray's passing, mm-hmm. I'm like, where do we go with this now? Yeah. Um, I did see some people um, like fan casting uh leave schreiber as like yeah. a balin like mm-hmm. someone to take the 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 role mm-hmm. um but i don't i don't know I, I just as long as they continue the story i just want to see where they're going with it yeah so i hope fan they casting was responsible for rosario dawson as ahsoka so that's not unprecedented sure yeah um you know whenever you do recasting i mean you do want someone to capture the essence of a character but i never want to like i personally never liked the idea of casting that dude that had, does an amazing Harrison Ford impression as Han Solo. I would rather have an actor that makes real acting choices and not trying to just impersonate somebody. So whoever they do get, and I, I do think they should recast. I don't think that you need to go down the AI uh, or deep fake, you know, route, that, with, that the, route. with the character that's so fresh. Um, whoever they get, I just, I, I hope that they see what Ray was doing and, try to go down that road but also bring something that you know of them to it right like mm. the reason i think ezra works so well is because like that's the job of a casting director isn't just to hey can you do this it's to see something in them that reminds you but also what can they bring fresh to the table too right so i think you can do that with balin even though he is a very recent character for us mm. all um but yeah it is it, no fault of anybody it is the 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 worst part of the show is how excited we were about that guy being in that show and then he was taken from us mm-hmm. like i still remember when he came out on stage and i was just we were just so it was funny. only us three that we jumped so up jazzed. no one else and, did i right and, <laughs> yeah only the three of us stood and clapped we're like yeah and but no. now but now you know like if we were able to if everybody was able to go back to that moment that whole theater would have been on their feet you know so oh man yeah. it's, it sucks and, the, and not just because of, of a star wars connection the guy was such a great actor and from what i understand what i've seen from like everything else that i've seen of him behind the scenes and in other various conversations a really really sweet gentle dude 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I've seen both ways of people, like, you take a character and now it's an entirely new character, basically. Yeah. Like, I've, I've seen one where, like, they couldn't get back the original actor after they switched. They switched networks on a show. And they just they recasted the character yeah. and made them, like, entirely different. Sure. But I've also seen ones where, like, they try to, like, yeah. feel like the last person who had to play the character yeah. just to kind of keep that feeling. So I don't know what I'd want out of it. I just hope that we can still get the story that they were mm-hmm. imagining, you know? Like, yeah. that's one of the things we talked about, too, I think, during the reactions is, you know, with this series, like, they're they're looking at an overall plan that they yeah. have, right? So it didn't end and give you all the answers because they're working on where their story is going, what mm-hmm. kind of lore they're going to unfold in front of us, you know? Yeah. As opposed to uh, a lot of the criticisms of the sequel trilogy was mm-hmm. that there wasn't that idea. There wasn't a plan of where we want to go and yeah. what, what, you know, what is Balin looking for? They were and going I, the I more George like... Lucas route of like, I have an idea maybe, but I haven't committed it to paper. So let's just make the next one and then the next one always changes anyway yeah but know? i feel like dave and the people working behind the yeah. scenes on like this series is what is balen looking for we have an idea for it well and I, I mean honestly like plans are awesome don't get me wrong like if you have a 10-year plan for your story and you, you stick a 100 percent to it i think that can be really cool but i mean you know over the course of 10 years, you might change as a storyteller. You might have things that you want to, you know, focus on that you didn't want to, f- you know, you didn't think about 10 years from then, right? Like, there's, and there's always going to be some looseness. Like, when Captain Rex comes into Rebels and he say, oh, we didn't betray our Jedi. We removed our ships. Like, it implies that they did that before Order 66. But then later, when he's actually, you know, Dave's actually writing out what's happening, that's not exactly what happened. So things change. Stories you know, slightly move and sure. the puzzle pieces don't fit perfectly. Caleb but. Doom is a little different. Yeah, right? sure. That's another one too, mm-hmm. where it's like, but I thought it was here, not yeah, here. Yeah. You know, he turned right, yeah. not left, you know, yeah. those, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But, um, we're talking about Balin too. I saw a few questions and stuff. We can touch this on real quick, but, okay. uh, or maybe real long. I don't know. Um, some of the thoughts were, what do you think Balin is searching for? Or mm-hmm. what do you hope Balin is searching for? Like, either one. Like, do you what think do there's hope? something, or is there something you want him to be looking for? Well, what do we know? We know we saw the three statues of the Mortis Gods. Mm-hmm. We know that the daughter statue did not have its head. Whether sure. that's through weathering in time, or... Is there a meaning behind it? Maybe the Night says are like, you know, fuck this lady. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, and I don't think it's necessarily... Um, I don't know if it relates to the idea of Ahsoka mm-hmm. and like the the saving of her mm-hmm. during the the arc and everything, sure. but because um, during that still like the father died as well, right? Or the son? They all died. They all died. Yeah. Um. So like I'm like, well, just her being dead. Mm-hmm. Like they all sh- like someone else should at least be missing a head then. You yeah. know. So I, sure. I don't know. I I, I want to say it's weathering, and it's like trying to be like, hey, if you don't see all of them, you just see some statues. Mm-hmm. Will people pick up on it? Will they be curious? Like yeah. what is that? But. You think we'll see the Mortis Gods? I don't know. Like in live action? Because, I mean, you 100% cast Sam Witwer as the son. Do you? Yeah. I think his chin messes it up. No. His chin's perfect. <laughs> for the son? He's so good at it. I think he'd be great for the character, yeah. Because yeah, no, I, I love I, what he did, he did with the son. Because, like, every, when you really pay attention to the way he's delivering his lines, he, f- he goes in and out of, like, this time it's Maul. This time it's Palpatine. This time it's Star Killer. You know, like yeah. he brings all these dark cider uh, feelings into it. But I, I have always loved his performance of when he accidentally kills his father, and he's like, "Father, no, it didn't have to be this way." You know, which 
I mean, we all, when we look at Darksiders and the dark side of the force as an element of like, oh, fuck, yeah, they look cool, you know, and look, you know, look at the powers they have, but they are defined by their sorrow, they're defined by their, their ego, and they're defined by their uh, <sighs> grief, I suppose, right? Like, Anakin feels grief, and that's what is mainly, you know, takes him to the, to the side. Dooku feels grief for what the Jedi have become, and it goes to the side. You know, Maul has a lot of grief. A lot of those characters have a lot of grief. And Palpatine, we don't know what his grief was, but we do know his ego. Sure. Yeah. So you hope we'll cast someone for the father, but we'll get Sam Witwer as the as Or a we son. just not see him. Maybe it's better not to see him at all. It's just, it's one of those things where you see something like that and you go, what if? What if we see? Okay. And if we do, it's a mistake not to cast him. True. I think Gonk <laughs> wants Sam Witwer either way. I think so. so. I, th- I think he very much does. Um, my thoughts on Balin, I don't know if it's what I hope, I mean, I kept joking before about yeah. like, oh man, they're going to another galaxy. They're going to go yeah. to Earth, Eric. Uh-huh. They're going to the galaxy far away. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I, I thought it would be interesting if like Balin was like a vessel that we had towards the far back to the beginning of the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like back then we're gonna have nobody. We don't know anyone. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. Um, we don't know a lot about Balin, but mm-hmm. being introduced to him like now, yeah. perhaps that's either the protagonist or antagonist for because he talked about like uh, he talked about the the waning and waxing basically of mm-hmm. like coming into power, going into war, and it just kind of is a never ending cycle. And like sure. he wanted to go back to the beginning and like stop things and stuff. And having the Mortis gods and the world between worlds, mm-hmm. like there's some connection there to different places and times and all that kind of stuff too so i'm like what if he's searching for like the beginning of like the beginning of the force Mm -hmm. and trying to like maybe we can stop the sith maybe we can stop the jedi maybe we can stop everything i don't know like i'm i'm curious on what he's looking for Mm -hmm. but that was my thought of like i don't know what this what they call it a bible epic of of like the force is going to be the prime for what twenty five thousand years in the past or whatever it was jedi yeah like i don't know what that's going to look like but do we just get introduced to all new people, or do we have someone that we follow back there, and that's why we're going to that time? Sure. Yeah. So that that was my one thought that I had of like I don't know what else he's yeah. looking for necessarily. The Bindu? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean the Bindu. Honestly, it's not that big of a stretch to connect the Bindu with the Force gods of Mortis when Kanan is going out into the wilderness because he hears something when he's blinded. And the spiders are following him and stuff. He follows the Morai to Bindu. Yeah. He follows that owl. The Morai is pretty much the daughter, <laughs> you know, in a way, or at least the spirit of. There's or, like a spirit or, or a something. consciousness. So it's a Jiminy Cricket. It's, it's not unprecedented that the Bindu has something to do with the Mortis gods. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I saw some people being like, "Why is that there? How did it get to another galaxy?" But I was like, "But it was in the world between worlds, which is like, how do you get there?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's just in. In the middle of nothing, <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, it was sitting there on Ahsoka's little thing to yeah. say, "Hey, Ezra, check this out." You know, yeah, so I'm no. like, if it can get there, I can believe it gets anywhere. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's All mysterious, right. and I like it that it's mysterious. Mysterious. In fact, sometimes I enjoy mystery more than I do answers. That sounds ridiculous. Why? Because you need answers. Why? Because you do. Why? Now you See, just keep asking mysteries. questions. Why? But because you want to know the answer. But the why is fun. Because you want to know the answer. Yeah, but sometimes it's it's fun to just to to get to a topic that you don't know the answer. Why? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Ozzy Boss Johnston also had a uh, a super chat. Yeah. This is they already sent in a question, but just okay. wanted to show some love from uh, New Zealand. I'm assuming NZ. 
Oh. Uh, you guys are amazing. Whenever a new Star Wars project comes out, I come straight to your channel to imagine I'm watching it with y'all. Awesome. Well, awesome. Well, thank, thank you so much. We're glad that we can uh, have that like camaraderie yeah. of like get to watch it with people that enjoy yeah. Star Wars, you know? I always feel, and I know this is dumb, but I always feel like if I could visit anywhere, New Zealand is where I want to go. Because of Lord of the Rings? Yeah, man. I knew you were going to go there. Those behind-the-scenes features are so great, and that country looks so beautiful. There's a lot of horses. There's a lot of horses, (laughs) and a lot of horse women. (laughs) Horse women. Yeah. The way you said it sounds weird, but I know what you mean. No, it's not weird. You know what I mean. The way you said it sounds weird, but I know what you mean. (laughs) You brought the weirdness. Uh, Christopher Killian wants to know, did you think the 3PO cameo was random and weird? No. I think that it was necessary because we can't have a Carrie Fisher cameo. I think if Carrie Fisher was still with us, it mm-hmm. would have been her showing up and giving the the moment to be like, yeah. "No, what are you talking about? Why didn't you? Why didn't? Why wasn't I here for the vote? Yeah, why'd you guys do this behind my back? Next time, let me know." But I did clear her for this, and mm-hmm. she'd have came in a lot harsher than three PO did. I think. Sure. So yeah. I think three PO was the way of kind of bridging that gap of like, here's what we would like to do. Mm-hmm. Do we try to do an a CGI look, you know, sure. or do we send C-3PO, have him be like the, the, the messenger? Yeah, I know. I mean, and it's, I love the, his, his exchange he has with Senator Ziono as well. Ziono giving like the shade to droids and 3PO kind of like 3PO is not going to square up and, you know, fight you conversationally, but he will stunt on you a little bit and then not realize that he did. And I feel like he did that in that conversation. Uh, but no, I mean, not any more than I see any uh, legacy character like 3PO or R2 or Chewbacca that you can see them, recognize them, and there's not any weirdness of like, you know, that ain't that ain't really them, <laughs> you know. So I I welcome more 3PO. In fact, I tweeted this out like having 3PO and the idea of a brand new galaxy. Like how interesting would it be? You know, I know six million forms of communication and three that's how three PO is, is useful as a protocol droid. He can he is he can he is, you know, to make it more biblical, like he can speak in tongues. He can communicate with anybody. But it might be interesting to see him uh be confronted with languages he's never heard of, with syntaxes he has no idea, cultural ideas that he 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 cannot uh uh translate. And it might be cool to like what does a protocol droid do then like a droid uh, a computer brain can process sounds way easier than we can so mm-hmm. it might be cool to like see a protocol droid put together a puzzle piece of a language versus just knowing it because they downloaded it because someone just yeah someone else know. already knew it and programmed yeah. it into them so i would like to you know if we were ever going to go into like let's explore the new galaxy bring 3po that'd be cool hmm. sounds neat yeah all right. Um, and then the last super chat I think I see right now from Samil. Samil. Uh, says, I think Sam Witwer was the face of the sun statue. Yeah. Which maybe I can see he that. was. I, don't I know mean, if was. yeah, if you have a visual effects artist and they're like, what are we making? It's like, well, George, you know, came to me one day about these God things. And here's the things from there. It's like, okay, well, I'll just make it look like that. And I do feel like the sun was based off. No, I don't feel like it. I know the sun's look was based off Sam Witwer because the sun's look is based off an alternate costume from the force awakens from the force unleashed. Yep. There you go. So you, yes, you did your, you did your thing before I got to say anything. Yep. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, he, he, <laughs> he, he knows what he did. Give me a second. I'll figure it out. Um, we also had a couple people who said, uh, that the, uh, Ahsoka series is nine years. So nine uh, years, what? Nine years after, uh, return of the Jedi return of the Jedi. Yeah. Okay. 
right? Because we were talking about or, or Rebels. I always get confused five years and ten years after Return of the Jedi. Okay, well, let me read through these here. Yeah. Much love, guys. Been sub since season two uh, of Rebels. Insane cool. how it's been nine years since the debut. Uh, oh. I can't wait to see the look of uh, of Thrawn's face when he gets a uh, note of Anakin having a son. Filoni <laughs> um, is a goat. Thank you, Icy Soul. Um, maybe I was mixing that with the next one here from Scar Chess, who said, guys, Dave Filoni said that Ahsoka is nine years after Rebels. Sure. So nine years since the debut. Is it? Is he saying that because it's been nine years? I would say so, yeah. We know that it's hmm. at the very least it's after Mandalorian Season 3, which is a couple years after Mandalorian Season 1, which I think is five years after but Return of the Jedi. But didn't Rebels end in Return of the Jedi? No, so come are, on. Are we, are we nine years in it from like a New Hopish area yeah. or nine years in it from Return of the Jedi area? Sure. Because it ended. Again, I will here. get a tattoo of the of the Star Wars timeline, so whenever things like this pop up, I'll just whip off my shirt, spin, and we'll be able to know. And I can update it. That's what we need. Yep. Yeah. Um, are you going to do in the front or the back? I do in the back, right? I think I'll need both. Okay. It's a long timeline. Yeah. All right. Like, you're going to go like in lines? I was thinking, or, or like, just like, like a big spiral. It just goes around you. Cool. That'd be, yeah, do that. Yeah. That would, you just. Yeah, I'd be like Aang. Like, it has the arrows all over the place, but it's the Star Wars timeline. <laughs> It'd be great if you're just spinning around and yeah. it just keeps going down your body. Can you imagine, like, for some reason, I mean, tens of thousands of years later, my body's the only thing of our human civilization, and they're like, what is this on his skin? <laughs> they're like, well, apparently he followed a religion of the Force. <laughs> and someone's like, oh, that sounds like a good idea, and they, they do it too. <laughs> That'd be funny. Ugh. All right. Um, Nick Rocca says, do you think they are teasing Aboleth? Aboleth. Aboleth. From the Legacy of the Force novels. Um, Look, I mean, when you talk about the Mortis Gods and then you talk about EU things that you bring back into canon, Aboleth is uh, absolutely uh, a possibility, right? I mean, that's why Thrawn is here. That's why uh, a, a lot of things that come back into canon uh, can work so well, right? Because we can honor them. Personally, me, Abloth is one of my least favorite things in the EU. I didn't really love Legacy of the Force as it was. I mean, I was reading that when it came out, you know, mm-hmm. year by year. Um, and Abloth was just something that, uh, at least at the time, I was like, I don't know. And then they kind of like, once the Clone Wars came out, they kind of like made her into the mother figure, you know? And I just feel like, doesn't that kind of ruin what we're talking about? Like, if we have the daughter as the light side and the son as the dark side and the balance is the the father, then what is the mother? You know? Like, it doesn't really fit in the equation for me, you know? So sure. maybe that's one thing. But I'm super open to it. Uh, it You know, just because I didn't like Abloff when she was brought in, you know, in the old EU doesn't mean I might not like her or something like her in the new canon, you know? Gotcha. I'm a different person than I was when it's I like- read those those. It's like Balin standing on a statue where the father's just like, she's over there. Over that way. <laughs> we got divorced. <laughs> yeah. I got the kids. She got my money. <laughs> she, got, she got the house where we live over there. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, like uh, if you look into various religions and stuff like, you know, the Abrahamic religions, like, you know, ancient texts have... God having a, a consort or a wife, you know? So you could maybe go that direction with an Abloff-like character in relation to the father. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. 
and most other like mythologies with gods have them with like a they can yeah another sure yeah and they have but yeah I don't know uh, I I you know I I don't think that we should you know look at that uh, idea of Abloth coming into the story as a certainty like I've seen some people say like no 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 it is it is you might be right but you're you don't know you're right the the worst thing about that is if that's where they are in their mind and mm-hmm. it's not that they're gonna be mad that it's not that. Oh, Aaron, that's so, unprecedented. When has that ever happened? Snoke! Boner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it just getting that idea of, like, ha- you can have, I think it's fun to have theories and theory yeah. craft and do mm-hmm. all that, but don't necessarily be like, oh, well, if the creators didn't do my vision, then mm-hmm. it's necessarily wrong. Just try to make sure to keep that open mind of what other alternatives we could do. Sure. And maybe they're holding on to some of these other ideas for something else. Maybe. Or, you know, maybe we're going to, maybe that doesn't show up in ahsoka or mm-hmm. you know if, if they do the heir to the empire movie or whatever they're going to do with mm-hmm. that like maybe it shows up in the twenty five thousand years before or something along those lines you know we have no idea the stuff the skeleton crew will be finding yeah out there. what are they we gonna have do? no idea yeah i mean the i want to keep all avenues open and i just want to make sure that i'm con uh conserving my opinion and first reaction to the storytellers that are telling the story mm-hmm. not the entire internet all at once. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a few more super chats come in. I can read real quick here. Mm-hmm. Uh, could there be an Ahsoka type character for the sequel trilogy or Clone Wars type show to build that era more, like a secret apprentice of Ray slash Kylo? I hope so. It certainly deserves it. I-, I think that if you're a fan of the supplemental material that came out for the prequels, then you should be just as wanting that for the sequel trilogy think about how much clone wars helped with like the feeling of clones in general right like i feel like clone wars added so much between Mm -hmm. two and three yeah to where like watching like episode three with the knowledge of clone wars just kind of changes some stuff Mm -hmm. you know and i would love to have that where i know i know people are upset with uh well the movie should have done a better job and told the whole story and this and that but i'm like I'm fine with having other material that also like fills in yeah. and tells you more story that maybe they didn't have time to do. Sure. Maybe they had to cut. Maybe they didn't think about. And you're like, you know what? This fits in much better with it. So I, I would love to have like an animated series around that time. Sure. Um, Me too. Or I'm hoping that we take some of these stories that we're doing now with like Ahsoka, mm-hmm. Mandalore, uh, Mandalorian, and whatnot, and we touch on in the future further. Like we're Me filling too. gaps, and you, I know that they're working on clone Palpatine things and it's filling in things between that and Bad Batch and stuff of like yep. this was a process that has been going on you just didn't know it yeah. whenever you watch Star Wars episode 4 New Hope you didn't know there was a second Death Star still being made but yep. when you get there there it is yeah so now you oh dang okay there's that yeah. you also didn't know there was a third Death Star being made <laughs> out of a planet that used to be a Jedi planet yeah. you know like you didn't know this stuff and if you bring the old EU into it you didn't know there was a prototype Death Star that was just like the outer casing and the weapon and then we used that and then you didn't know there was another prototype Death Star <laughs> like like I think that is more ridiculous of like it was always just a Death Star yeah you know but sure but it, honestly it, the I, things happen where it's like just because you didn't know it was there yeah. doesn't mean that like they completely failed everything. Mm-hmm. It just means like there's more room for more stories we can tell, and I'm excited for the stories we can get. There's also plenty of room in this space opera for ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. all Star Wars has ridiculousness. That's part of why it's fun. That's why children can watch it and understand it, because it doesn't take itself super serious, you know? It doesn't need to be. And in fact, I think it's not Star Wars if it is wow. super, super serious. Andor, though. It has some ridiculous moments in Andor. 
does it? Yeah, there's always some ridiculous moments. Mm. There's humor. There's there's happiness. There's times of great joy, great sorrow. Sure. Andor is certainly uh, aimed for the most mature of Star Wars fans. I think. I don't think that young young kids can watch it and understand everything. But young young kids get Star Wars Resistance, and adults might not like it as much. Sure. There's room for everybody. And um. And also, like uh, I, 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 the High Republic cartoon that just came out for like young young yeah, kids. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That one's a good one yeah. for young ones. No, when it comes to supplemental t- material for the sequel trilogy, I just hope that the fandom, especially the people that don't like the sequel trilogy, can chill a little bit because the reason we got Clone Wars isn't because everybody was asking for more prequel stuff. It was because George Lucas didn't give a crap. And he's like, I got money, honey, and I'm going to be making – I want to I want to increase uh, the technology for daytime television. So I will put all my money into it. Like George Lucas, like they didn't make any money on Clone Wars. They lost. He lost money on Clone Wars, but because of that, he not only built a new generation of people that could appreciate Star Wars, but he also changed a lot of people's minds, or at the very least, adjusted the way people thought about those characters. But Disney's a business, you know. And at the end of the day, if people are like, "We don't, we hate them, forget about it," and you know, throw that side of Star Wars in the trash, they might not do it, you know. So sure. I'm. I, honestly, I would feel like even if I didn't like those movies, I would welcome that type of material maybe a little bit more than I would if being me that liked them. Sure. And I feel like that's what happened when Disney first took over, yeah. too, was that they were like, let's stay away from the prequels because everyone hates that. <sighs> they canceled so, Clone Wars. So sequel trilogy stuff, they were <laughs> like, let's make it feel more like original trilogy yeah. and really focus on that kind of thing. And then sure. like when that started falling through a little bit more, they've mm-hmm. leaned a lot more into some of the prequel stuff. I mean, I, I would not have expected back when the original trilogy was coming out, to yeah. be like, oh, we're going to have a character flying a Naboo Starfighter. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like, that felt like a thing where it's like, that's a prequel thing. You pull yeah. that away. Have them fly an X-Wing. People yeah. like X-Wings, you know? Mm-hmm. But no, the Naboo Starfighter. I'm like, yes, I love the Naboo Starfighter. Dude, when you know when the Clone Wars movies was coming out and uh, Christopher Lee voiced Count Dooku in that movie, Samuel L. Jackson voiced Mace Windu in that movie, Hayden Christensen was like, I'm interested. And they're like, no, we're going another way because of the vitriol the fandom had for a lot of what Hayden went through mm-hmm. right, and did. And that's really sad and it's angry. I mean, I'm, I'm, I love Matt Lanner. And, you know, if that didn't happen, I probably wouldn't have gotten some amazing performances of Matt Lanner. It's why I'm just not too focused on, like, responding to hate. Sure. You know, if, if someone, if, if I'm a storyteller and I tell a story and some people don't like it, it's not gonna, I'm not going to be like, well, I'll just won't, I'll stop. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll tell my a next story, and maybe I'll put a little bit of the response into that. Yeah, but you don't want it to to be the point, you know? Sure. So, No, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. I have the same thing, like, you know, they uh, having Hayden coming back for things and yeah. having uh, Ahmed Best mm-hmm. coming back for things. Like, yeah. I've been, oh, man, I'm so happy for that, you mm-hmm. know? And I hope the same thing happens with all the things that happen with the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Dude, you know? we've gotten, we, um, we've been eating so good with Hayden. Like the the Vader scene in Obi Wan, like when the mask comes off, and you're not, I am not your failure, Obi Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, and then he does the, he You only see one eye, but that eye looks right at you and says, "I did." He's that, acting so much with one eye. That's so good, and I watch that scene all the time, and it makes me so emotional. And on the flip side, we get Anakin. Talking with Ahsoka, it's mm-hmm. it's so different. Hayden gets to bring those performances uh, years and years after 
it felt like Star Wars abandoned him, and the fans abandoned him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Love it. No. The cheers he got at Celebration were great. You guys are making me emotional. <laughs> I love it. Great. Loved it so much. Um, the Panda also said, love your channel. Been a fan Thank of you. Blind Wave since Flash Season 2. Woo. Do you think we'll see more of Shin, and do you think Luke will show up in the Filoni movie, or will he be on his island by then? Also, I think Balin will find the mother. Yeah, no, Luke wouldn't be on... I mean, he could be on Oct... I, mean, he, I don't think Luke I don't think is, so. would Not be then. on the island, because it's Han too, says... He's he, got to build the thing, the yeah. temple. they got to have uh, Ben... Yeah. They has to, he has to start teaching, and all that has mm-hmm. to crumble down. Yeah. And I, and even what we saw when uh, they did the flashback, like mm-hmm. he looked younger than what he was at that point of telling the story, sure. but he is older than where he at was last time we saw him. Absolutely. I feel like. yeah. So we definitely have time on that. Yeah. And I know there are some people that are like, well, what's the point? I don't want to see anything. It ultimately ends terribly, and I want to be like, all things end terribly. <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean that the stuff that happened before isn't meaningful or worth something so yeah i want to see more luke it'll be great uh i just hope that they uh really think about and can nail how they show someone like luke skywalker i'm definitely not opposed to just recasting the characters you know i i'm i would be a hundred percent fine with alden Ehrenreich coming back as han solo and and, i like and a a thing after we you know between harrison ford things you know i'm not a I'm a fan of Phantom of the Opera. I don't have one Phantom. I have seven in my head when I'm when I'm hearing those stories. And I don't need to have one over the other, or I don't need to be like... Eric, that's the huh. most ridiculous... There's one Phantom, and it's the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, there's only one ret- uh, return. It's not of the king, it's of the Jedi. <laughs> hey, I just made some Lord of the Rings nerd vomit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I get you on that. I think... I think they could recast him and do some things with him yeah. that way. I know a lot of people were for uh, Sebastian doing that. Sure, um, but I, I would love I would love to be able to utilize those characters more, mm-hmm. um, especially with like Carrie's passing and different things mm-hmm. too. Of finding like young Leia was great. Yeah, I think young Han Solo did a really good mm-hmm. job. Um, there's things I've watched where it's like here are some things he does that's trying to emulate Harrison Ford. You know Han Solo. Yeah, but he's also got some of his own you know, Han Solo-isms in there and stuff too. Like sure. the only thing, his own things he's done. And you got to get to the point where it's like, at some point, this Han Solo will become this Han Solo. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also why, like, I really hope they don't, like, waste what they could do with characters that, or actors that could play characters still now. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I really would love, like, like we have Tamir Morrison being able to be like Boba Fett now, mm-hmm. being yeah. an older Boba Fett. Yeah. I love that. Like I'd love to see Boba Fett before New Hope, like in between episodes three and four, and what he's done, and like you could recast someone for that, or you could get like Daniel Logan, who you played could. the younger clones, and like yeah. I think that would be a cool thing to do. But the more and more they wait, then you get to the point where it's like, well, let's tell more stories for like after Return of the Jedi, sure. and now everyone's either gotten a lot older, mm-hmm. or they've already passed, or you know all these kind of things, and yeah. even even having like Ray, like anything could happen. You know, sure. they weren't, it, no one was expecting him to, to pass after being casted, you know? So, like, I mean, I just, it was what, a month and a half after we saw him? Yeah. That, and he looked so vibrant and full yeah. of life, you know? It was just, it's just crazy. Yeah. So, like, I really hope that, like, they don't just say, like, oh, well, you know, all these characters with, like, Finn and Ray, like, we can't touch them. We're not going to do those for a while yeah. or anything. I'm glad that they're doing the Ray movie. Me too. I hope they use Finn. I hope they use 
Poe. I hope if, they use if John's willing to come back. Yeah, yeah. I hope they I hope they use any of that and like yeah. help build them up and rose, you know, and that, stuff that, like that's that. That's one like, of my some of my favorite things to just think about what could be when it comes to Star Wars. I mean, obviously Ahsoka just add a whole lot to it, but I love the idea of thinking about what a new Jedi Order with with Rey could be like, mm-hmm. you know, and what differences, <laughs> what what she could learn from what's in those books, not just the successes of the Jedi, but the failures. Yeah. And what that can, what can do, you know, it could be really fun. Mm-hmm. So, and I hope it's awesome. Tossing in animation there gives you a lot of leeway to be able to still it does. tell stories of characters it that is. aren't with us anymore. The yeah. actors aren't with us. But when Leia can... shows up in Rebels, I, none of us are like, well, this is bullcrap. Who's that voice? No, you know? yeah. no. I just, I, lo- I love that. And yeah. like, there's so much stuff you can do. Like let the animation do some animation. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to dive into animation stories and stuff too. So, yeah. Um, Free Range Chicken says, perhaps the mother is the highest mother of the Night Sisters. Mm. Chaotic Night Sister, uh, Mannequin, Mannequin is a great opposite to the father's order and control. Yeah. So like having, like that. having that idea, we have the great mothers that we've already been seeing and yeah. Mother Talzin. There's a lot of mother, Sister. mother, mother. It could be interesting of like yeah. the mother of the father is actually more night sistery within the force, mm-hmm. and that, that kind of brings that element right into it. Dave Filoni is a big Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, in you know, a lot of people remember from the movies or from the Lord of the Rings books. The Agronoth is a, it's the uh, it's those big giant statues they mm-hmm. pass by in uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and they're on the uh, they're on the former borders of Gondor, and they're denying the east and and sauron you know like the hands are up come no further you know so maybe the mortis gods are doing something similar with their hands outstretched no further come no here don't come here and whatever balan's looking out to or what they're looking out to is a force that's they're stopping at the borders of this galaxy you know so yeah there could be definitely something there i'm super open to it i personally just didn't like abloth as a uh I don't know if I'm even saying it correctly. Uh, as a uh, as a character that the other characters were interacting with, just because I'm not a fan of force monsters, and I'm a fan of characters that make human choices. You know, like Palpatine's as close to a force monster I want to get to personally. But I could change that. I'm really open to having my opinion changed on that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But I mean, a character like Abloth is. Nothing to me compared to a character like Dooku from Tales of the Jedi. Sure. You know, like, like, I don't know that the yeah. Abeloth kind mm-hmm. of creature character thing, sure. but I, I think the idea, like, I don't know much about the Mortis gods either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it could be interesting of having, like, we've had Mother mentioned how many times in Star Wars mm-hmm. this whole time it's been in front of us that there must be a Mother and it's tied to, like, Night Sister magic Maybe. in some yeah. way. And I think that's a neat way of twisting that. I would yeah. be, I'd be behind that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else we're looking for, so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um,. Space Tacos said, just want to say how much I love both channels. I rely on super oh. nerds like y'all and Kyle Katarn for all the sweet Kyle. Star Wars trivia. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, Space Tacos. Yeah, I mean, well, we've invested a lot of time into these stories and a lot of love into these stories. So if we can uh, use that to help other people out when they're trying to fill gaps, then that's awesome. I love that. Thank you so much for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, Alpha JPEG says, how do you think that Hu Yang shacked up with Ahsoka? Ooh, so yeah. how did we bring those two together? Yeah, that's a that'd be a really interesting story, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to. I, I don't know how Sabine and Zeb hooked up with the Rebels crew, you know? Like, uh, I don't think it's something that 
I absolutely need answered or anything. I think it makes sense that like a former Jedi and a former Jedi droid might one day hook up, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like she might be like, ah, Saber needs a new, you know, uh, Flitzer, where am I gonna get a Flitzer? You know, and they go like, "Do you have a Flitzer?" It's like, "Well, there's a guy back here talking about Flitzers." Hello, I'm you. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons that they could have hooked up, but I, I do like that. Uh, I love that he's there, and I also loved <laughs> uh, the moment Ezra met him. Yeah, because you know, I know those characters well enough, and it's just always fun to be like, "Huh, oh, they never met." <laughs> so, but yeah, how do you think it happened? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. They did have an implication that the ship has been kept by Hu Yang mm-hmm. more so than Ahsoka. Yeah. There was, at least that's how I took some yeah. some comment that they had during yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's related to that. You know, maybe he escaped on that cruiser mm-hmm. and somehow they met up. It would have had to have been after Rebels, you know? Yeah. But. Sure. I don't know when. It would, I think it would be a cool story. It would be um, a good, like, comic book story, maybe. Maybe. I thought that or it was a. Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi, yeah. maybe. Yeah. It'd be probably more Ahsoka y though. But it yeah. could be like Tales of the Jedi and it's Hu Yang. Mm-hmm. But it's like the whole season is just Hu Yang with other Jedi. Yeah. Right? So like you're getting these little tales of these other Jedi like all starting. Like you see you get to see like Yoda build his first lightsaber. Yeah. You get to see Dooku build his first lightsaber. But it's all from like Hu Yang being like yeah. the catalyst of it all. Like that could be kinda cool. I, I I think Hu Yang, like the potential of that character is so great because he has he has all the elements of like a a D and D scholar or like a mage like character, but mm-hmm. he doesn't delve into the supernatural. Like he can't delve into the supernatural. It's, it's literally like, he's not a living thing. So he can't deal with that. But like, you know, we have lines where it's like, well, p- people don't just, you know, disappear into nothing. Right. And he goes, no, well, not normally, <laughs> you know, <laughs> cause in his head, he's going, of course not. But, you know, sometimes yeah. I've heard, you know, like sometimes Jedi die and they just disappear. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Sometimes we burn them and they disappear. I don't know what happened. I love that character. No, I yeah. think Hu Yang's great. And so David Tennant's so good at it. Yeah. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Um. All right. Let's see. What's next here? Dustin says, getting closer to the sequel timeline, how mm-hmm. would you start to connect the storyline into these shows? Oh, man, how would I? Uh, I mean, I think that you could have the elements of the Imperial Shadow Council. I mean, we've already seen it, right? There's a Hux on that Shadow Council. Sure. Um, so I think that you have uh, Thrawn, the brilliant tactician, maybe play on the idea of this isn't a big deal. The New Republic thinks it's not a big deal. We don't want to rush into another war. Um, so maybe you have Thrawn start to set up elements of the First Order, I don't, or at least elements that are, that Palpatine takes over. Or maybe, sure. I, I'm not really sure exactly, but you mm-hmm. can go maybe that route. Yeah, because we need to see the First Order being created. We have that Shadow Council, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what the best way of really gelling those together is um you still have things where like maybe you can connect some of the council into things of uh what exegol and mm-hmm. palpatine like yeah there was a mention of what project necromancy necromancer i think necromancer yeah. so like maybe there's some things there that we can start working yeah. on to kind of connect into it um it could be interesting to have an an underlying story because we don't know exactly what ahsoka mm-hmm. like what her story was sure. all the way up into like you know getting the, the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. and stuff 
But having... we certainly in the Mandalorian season three, we saw Pelion, who yeah. in the EU was a uh, Thrawn's, you know, like right hand man commander, mm-hmm. um, and he even says like, you know, we the, the thing we need to focus on is the imminent return of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. And now that we watch Ahsoka, you kind of have to go like, how does he know? How does he know Thrawn's coming back? Like, there's no connection to the other galaxy or anything. He he shouldn't. You know, so I well, saw. I think they're connected with Morgan, right? Morgan Elspeth. Like, there's a connection there. Because the only thing that we know of is that the great mothers gave her dreams yeah. to see and know what was coming. So I mean, Morgan. There has to be a connection between her and at least Pelly. Yeah, right? Morgan is like Ahsoka says, "Where is your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" Mm-hmm. Morgan hasn't necessarily had anything to do with the Empire, right? Well, I mean, why is she the? Why is that her master too? Right? Yeah. Like we didn't see her in like Rebels or anything. Mm-hmm. So was her connection from before? Maybe. Or was her connection from like the dreams? I like. I, I kind of like the idea that Pelion just like he just like is keeping up. Like, oh yeah, he's he's coming back, but he has no idea. <laughs> sure. I mean, maybe it's similar to <laughs> it's like. <just> a bluff. <laughs> it could be similar to the uh, like what Hera's dealing with, right? Yeah. Where like we're gonna find Ezra and Thrawn could come back, and they're mm-hmm. like. They've been gone for years. There's no way they're coming back. You sure. know, like they don't believe it. So maybe that's the same thing. Pelion, Pelion's holding a hope. Like we yeah. don't know where Thrawn is. We don't know he's dead. He will be back and sure. he will lead us. Maybe. You know, like maybe yep. it's even that related. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited to for someone that is much better storyteller than I am to 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 try. I agree. Um. Matthew said he was uh, very happy to see Claudia uh, Claudia Black in mm. Ahsoka. Yeah. I hope someday you guys might react to Farscape. Yeah. I never watched Farscape. I, I'd said in the reaction at one point, it's like, well, I, I never watched or did anything with Farscape, but there was a Jedi Outcast mod that was like a bunch of models and skins that I downloaded, and it was like, you know, Vader and Dooku, and it was this amazing modern skinner that like made everything look amazing. And he just also liked Farscape. So he had like five or six Farscape characters in there. I remember being like, who's this? This person's cool. Like playing with him a little bit in the in the mod, you know? Gotcha. So that's the only reason I know anything about Farscape. Man. Sorry. In the middle of that, I just had a thought. Yeah. About when I said about Hu Yang and Yang? seeing like Yoda build his lightsaber and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I just remembered that there was like a line that Hu Yang says like, this is like the most action I've seen in a, you know, in a, like test or whatever since Master Yoda got his lightsaber. Yeah. He said something along those lines yeah, and I'm did. like, oh man, what, what could it have been? <laughs> like, damn, now I need that. Yeah. <laughs> Little like rebellious teen Yoda, like, screw you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh man. Powerful I am. But uh, thank you, Matthew. Appreciate you, that. Matthew, so and maybe much. some point, yeah, Farscape will be a thing we you never know. check out. You can go to blindwave.com and put it in your recommended. Uh, Boxing Love says, I would love to see Kanan as a force ghost next season. Do you mm. think that's possible? Um, given the end of the series that we had like i think it's possible mm-hmm. um is it something that w- would want to have happen i don't know maybe yeah. i don't know it could be something that we w- could be fun to do it just depends on what the reason is right That's i, l- I love i love in rebels uh um uh hera has like a moment where like mm-hmm. she reaches and like feels like her shoulder and like senses yeah. like Kanan there and it's not like a it's not like a force ghost in the way that you have like Luke talking to Obi-Wan no or Obi-Wan talking to Qui-Gon or any of that kind of stuff but we we at least see it mm-hmm. and like I just like having that kind of element there where yeah like for for the audience especially and for Hera there's a feeling and there's emotion there and I really like that like mm-hmm. I don't want it to just be there just to be there so yeah. it, it really depends on the reason and mm-hmm. I think there could be good reasons especially if it has to do with like 
Jason or something, maybe, you know? Yeah. There can be some really cool stuff they do there. That but could be cool. I could be crying and be like, no. I want to see that. I want to see you cry. But I don't, I would say, especially if we're in a place of strong force, like power, mm-hmm. I think is the, the times that like, maybe like the veil's the thinnest and like things like that could come through where it makes it not a thing where it's like, well, now Kanan can just like talk to Jason anytime he wants or something. But because we've, you know, because we've gone to maybe like Dagobah or maybe because we've gone to, uh, what's the planet called? I was going to call it Parody, but that's like AOT. Peridia, I think. Peridia, right? Yeah. Isn't Parody a- AOT? Yeah. Yeah. I keep wanting to yeah. say Parody and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe there's like that strong thing that uh, Balin is feeling allows to have like that force ghost kind of element happening and stuff too. Yeah. But I don't Agreed. know. But I think we talked about during the reaction and stuff. It's like some of these things, like, I don't want it to just be able to happen all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, there was a big point of, like, well, Qui-Gon can, kept his form in the Force, right? Like, taught Obi-Wan, taught Yoda because of their communication with him and stuff where I don't want it to just be like, well, just anybody is able to do it. Yeah. Um, you can say the Chosen One, Anakin, that's why he's able to, mm-hmm. connection to the Father or whatever it is. But, you know, I've you start always, getting, like, Luminara, and you yeah. get Kanan, you get Kiati Mundi, and you get all these guys, like, oh, they can all just be Force Ghosts now. It's like, well, I think it needs to be something special sometimes, you know? Well, yeah, I, I agree. It needs to be, like, I always think back at Yoda's line, like, what's in there? Only what you take with you. Like, I think Force Ghosts manifest and come to people not because Individuals? they have their own agenda but because of what people bring to them you know so what 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 somebody needs is what calls them so if some if Kanan is needed maybe he'll answer that call there was also kind of that thing where it's kind of implied that that one loth wolf and Kanan you know doom you know there's a connection there too so even not even not just force ghost stuff maybe you can have something like that sure later a loth cat yeah doom yeah, be great. Um, and then I have uh, one more, I think, from Matthew here. Nope. Thomas. Hi, guys. Big fans. Been watching since Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Your discussion just made me realize, would Hu Yang be aware of Grogu? Um, I think he would be. He may not know that he's still around, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, I don't, I don't know. It depends on what Hu Yang... At what point does Hu Yang know of the younglings right he yang might not know you until you've built a lightsaber and yeah. then he makes room in his processor for yeah. you <laughs> until you're at that point in your training and yeah. stuff because like there might be a lot of jedis that start off younglings and yeah. they never make it that they point you know it. yeah so i don't know if he has an a library of just all the jedis but it seems mm-hmm. like he has a library of like lightsabers mm-hmm. so i would say it's possible he doesn't because of yeah. that specifically sure um just because he was too young for it yeah I don't know. Um, Could be an avenue for a fun story. Yeah. Um, Matthew says, Senator Ziono reminds mm-hmm. me so much of Borsk Falia from yeah. Legends. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to love to hate him. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know that character. Uh, a Galactic Alliance uh, character, like uh, on the side of the rebels, uh, but not always the the most pragmatic character like Ziono is, you know, I talked about it in the reaction. Like it's easy, I think to, to hate someone like Ziono, but if we try to get on his side and think, why is he feeling this way? I think that it's not too difficult to, to see a galactic civilization that so easily applauded the 
the introduction of fascism to be very wary about where they send their their armies sure yeah yeah we're not really getting to see his side entirely no. we're we're already on Harris side mm-hmm. knowing what's true yeah and we're seeing it it, it really goes with that idea too where it's like he is com- complaining about things that we've seen yeah but she has no evidence of any of these great claims right so yeah. it's hard for him to be like where is this jedi where is this mm-hmm. you know where's any of this information that you're sharing where's any pictures video anything yeah. you got and they got nothing and, so a, it's and like, a, how can i believe like if if you just showed up and it's like aaron i was abducted by aliens yeah. and they had lightsabers on their ufo sure and then like i woke back up in my yard and i'm like <laughs> yeah. okay well where's your evidence of that and i'm like well, I don't have any. It's like, well, that sounds ridiculous. It does sound ridiculous. But if, like, there was a video camera that followed you and everyone else got to see it, but you didn't mm-hmm. show me, then I look yeah. like a fool being like, Eric, you're lying to me, you know? Like, it's so, yeah, I get you. It's yeah. definitely a. I mean, he's a, he's a skeptic. And, you know, skeptics are, you know, think of a Christmas movie. And there's the one where it's like, Santa's not real, you crazy person. And it's like, oh, that character. You imagine he said Santa's not real, you know? But when when we apply skepticism to our own life, it's. One of the most reliable pathways to truth, as opposed to something like uh, just blind belief or faith or something, where you know faith is the evidence of things unseen, but skepticism is like don't believe things until you have good reasons to, right? Sure. Because there's a lot of people out there that could trick you, or that you can accidentally start believing something that's not true. You know, yeah. ZNO might not be the best character that I put like the skeptic. Look at him and praise him. <laughs> you know, sure. But uh, that's just because we the believers know well, what's yeah. going on. Right? And then like my emotional response watching it when I first see him, like screw this guy, you yeah. know, like, come on, it's all real. But yeah. he doesn't know that at this point, you sure. know? So, and he doesn't have enough belief in like Hera and them either. And he's trying mm-hmm. to do what he thinks is best for the yeah. galaxy, I guess. Yeah. Right. And you know, not, not for nothing, but sometimes it's cool when you have characters have an arc and he, he is set up to have an interesting arc if they do anything with them. To go from one thing to another. You yeah. know, you could do something interesting there. And then, just like Bail Organa, it doesn't end well. Yeah. As all things don't really end super well. Now, I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about how cool it would be to, like, get into, like, the future of things mm-hmm. and have Kaz yep. involved and stuff, yep. too. Oh, man. I know, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Christopher Sean play Kaz in the New Jedi Order film. Yeah, like in the yeah. future. Why yeah. is, I don't know why. He's, he must be a pilot. Of course he would. Right? Just, why wouldn't he? Why? Why would there not be like a, you know, like a, Skywalker jet. squadron? You know, and there's Poe's on there, uh, Ray's on there, and Kaz is on there. Yeah, <laughs> and there he, you has, go. he has his fireball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goodwill says, if slash when Sabine builds her own lightsaber, mm-hmm. does she make a new dark saber? Uh, mm-hmm. Would make sense that Hu Yang would know how. So sure. the last Mandalorian. Jedi mm-hmm. made the dark saber, right? Tarvizla, yeah. So would she go along with a similar idea? And would that be a interesting idea? I could definitely see it happening. Um my dislike of the look of the dark saber aside, I think that would make sense, but I would just want it to mean something to her. You know, the dark saber meant it did mean something to her, but that was because it meant something to all of Mandalore. Sure. And she was she had a very complicated relationship with all of Mandalore. Um, so if you're going to do something like that, just make it happen for a good reason. You know? mm-hmm. And not just to like be like, oh, isn't that cool? I mean, sometimes isn't that cool is fun. Sure. But it doesn't evoke a feeling to me sometimes of a more 
uh, whole feeling. So I right now love the idea that she's using, you know, Ezra's lightsaber, Ezra trained by Kanan, who was her first teacher of a lightsaber. You know, it's kind of cool. Yeah. While on the topic of Sabine, too, I saw some people asking, um, uh, oh, man, if I can find it again, but what was the wording of it? It just escaped me, so I'm trying to think of what it was now. Sabine. Uh, yeah, it's about Sabine. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, would Sabine know about Mandalore um, being, like, re-inhabited? Oh, and I, and I'm, yeah. I, in my mind, I'm like, I don't, I don't think necessarily yet. Mm-hmm. Like, we know it happened. Trying to figure out what the timeline of all of it kind of fitting in with. Like, it may not have gotten to her yet with True. things that she knows yet. So, I mean, I, I think that where we see her in the story is is her uh, her focus is on Ezra and nothing else really you know um I mean it's one of the reasons that Ahsoka is uh kind of afraid of teaching her because she sees that singular drive and focus and someone that's been incredibly hurt by you know her family turned on her originally right like they joined the empire over her um there's a lot of darkness and grief in there so maybe the focus on Ezra is kind of a way of her trying to center herself and now that that's happened i mean obviously she's not in the galaxy anymore but uh i could see that being something we go we go on yeah yeah i think it'd be cool to have her involved with that at some Mm -hmm. point but if she doesn't know it yet i don't think it's too crazy or anything there was a smaller group of mandalorians that went to go take it back and Mm -hmm. i don't know what all they've got done and what all they've spread around around the galaxy of being back at it or anything too Mm -hmm. so I think we'll just see where that story goes. Plus, also, a lot of them, or at least at least Mando and Grogu, are mm-hmm. over on Navarro, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep, at their uh-huh. homestead. At the homestead. Going to live happily ever after. Um, Alpha says, I want Luke to teach, train Ahsoka, Cal, Marin, Jason, Ezra <laughs> for his school, but do you think they all need to die because of a handful of students Kylo took out? I mean, it's possible, but that doesn't mean that those stories won't mean anything. I mean, I love the prequel Jedi. I love Plo Koon and Kit Fisto and, and you know, the, the younglings at the gathering. I love those stories, and I want more of those stories. And just because I know they all died in Order 66 doesn't mean that I don't want it or I'm not like, ah, I don't care. They're all going to die anyway. It's like that's true of every character almost that's ever existed. Sure. They will eventually die, yes, but new seeing new parts of their life is still exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know the fate of Luke, but it doesn't mean I don't want him to, like, show up in any more stories or anything, right? No, of course right? not. Like, yeah. So, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. Gonk, what other questions do we have? Or actually, what time is it? 4.10? Should, should we move on over to our... Let's try We can try to do one more question before we move on. Um, well, that's not a question, Gonk, but I can mention just that Thomas is, Oh, as a side note, uh-huh. I kind of need Clark Gregg in Star Wars. Oh. Is there a good character for him, or should he just be Space Coulson? Sorry, uh, I couldn't resist. That dark, shadowy corner is just too good. Um, I love I love Clark Gregg. Yeah. I don't have a character in mind that I think he would be good with. Maybe like a droid voice might be kind of cool. Yeah. Like a... Like a more bloodthirsty protocol droid <laughs> or something. I don't know. That's just, I don't know why that immediately came to my head, but yeah. Love Clark Gregg too. I hope to see him in more things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a character for him in mind, but yeah, I yeah. would love to see him more too. Mm-hmm. 
All right, let's find one more question about towards Ahsoka and stuff okay. that we can discuss here. Um, how do you compare them? Uh, Garachi, how about this? How do you compare book new canon Thrawn mm-hmm. and Ahsoka Thrawn? Or do you separate the two? Nope. So, I, they're all the same character for me. We've recently went through the uh, the first trilogy, not like the first Heir of the Empire trilogy, mm-hmm. but the first trilogy of the new canon Thrawn books. Yep. We've discussed those. Uh, we've watched Rebels. Now we have Ahsoka here. It's mm-hmm. so, like you just kind of have all those pushed into into one character. I do that with all of Star Wars. Sure. Yeah. But no, it's it's very easy for me. I think the... The one thing from Ahsoka that you could be like, I don't know if Book Thrawn would say that, was when he's for the Empire, you know, at, towards the end in this last episode. But I can also very much see that Book character saying it for the right reasons, uh, for what he wants the Empire to be, which is something strong that he can use to yeah. defend his people, you know? I think what will really do it for me will be where we go with his character. Mm-hmm. Um, the Book one definitely had him... Had him feel like he's doing what he needs to within the Empire to make sure that his Chiss ascendancy, like planet, is in will be in good shape. It will be safe, right? Sure. Like he's he wants to push the Tide Defender program because mm-hmm. he doesn't think the Star Destroyer is a good idea because yeah. also that's a danger towards his planet that mm-hmm. he's from, right? Whereas like Tide Defenders would be one. It, it is. It does seem to be a better idea because it definitely you could have those everywhere yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of just one location. Um, but the uh, the idea that it won't just destroy the planet, yeah, right. So, um, but depending on where he goes with this, like it seems like he's bringing a bunch of possible zombies into our galaxy, or reawaken night sisters and, and I, zombies. Yeah. So, yeah. like, what is the plan with that? You know, and is that going to be for the better of the galaxy? Because mm-hmm. I feel like he usually has a really good plan of yeah. what he wants. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see where they go with that. And I think that will make my determining factor of, like, how it fits yeah. in with the books. Um, and then Rebels, uh, mm-hmm. Thrawn. And we haven't read the, the other trilogy yet. The Ascendancy, yeah. yeah I'm which excited for that. It'll be fun to get into those at some we point. We had little elements of, like, it seems to be some type of, like, uh, Chiss Civil War brewing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'd be uh, – I really want to get into those in the interim, the next we see Thrawn in live action. Maybe we'll have read those. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, I'll cover this last one. That's a, uh, super chat, which okay. says Riz King, who says, do you think we'll see Captain Pelion in season two? Ooh, yeah. And yeah. I, I would, mean that, or I would hope so. Or maybe the heir of the empire movie, if that's what we're going to be going. Yeah. With. yeah. Whatever story we're progressing into, yeah. I would hope his return to the galaxy mm-hmm. would then bring Captain Pelion into that. And then you kind of have them together like they did in the old books. Right. I mean, if you ask me though, which one would you rather have Captain Pelion or Eli Vanko? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I love Eli. <laughs> I so do much. like Eli. Eli was really good. <laughs> I don't really know Pelion. Like yeah. I didn't read, you don't the, old, know I didn't read yeah. the old books yeah. and all I know of him is him being like, but we got to prepare for this, you yeah. know? And but, but the cool but thing Eli about the great. EU is that he is really the only true when it all said and done, the empire completely is destroyed. The remnants like Pelion is like the, the like last warlord of the empire left and he joins the galactic alliance hmm. so the empire or at least pelion and his star destroyers and his people that are under him are on the good side you know so i always liked that for the character like years and years after the thrawn stuff he was the face of the empire or at least the uh the remnants of the empire that they burned away all the the real bad stuff they do gotcha yeah hmm. interesting yeah, it'd be cool if Eli comes in, because at least we're back in the galaxy. Thrawn's back in the galaxy that Eli's mm-hmm. in. Yeah. But I don't know if we're going to go and see, like, the Chiss planet or something like that. Or, sure. 
I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. The New Republic and the old EU, it, it breaks too, and it becomes the Galactic Alliance, which I always like that, that name, because mm-hmm. it kind of you know stems from the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, that's probably it for our Q&As on right. Ahsoka and whatever else we talked about in that whole, <laughs> whole Yeah, segment. we covered a lot with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's bring our focus. We'll narrow that focus. We're going to narrow it to a single character. One character. Now. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about Kanan Jarrus. Oh, and our f- I was going to say Caleb Doom. No, no. We're <laughs> not going to talk about Caleb. Our narrowness failed. Aaron. We're going to talk about Kanan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about Caleb and Kanan. Yeah, we can. That's okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about our favorite moments from that. Uh-huh. I think I cheated a little bit within mine because I put my favorite moments. I have a little bit more broad oh. encompassing sometimes three things. What? <laughs> We're supposed to do so, our top five. I have five. I have, I have five. I have nine. What? <laughs> no, I have five, and then I I suspect that you're going to steal some from me, so I have actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have a lot. Okay. Well, then I – okay. Well, I'll, I can mention mine in my broader sense and not go into the – Yeah. I bet the de- you have the more specific ones. Some. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. My um, favorite part was all of Rebels. Ha! <laughs> no. You went really broad. You did a good job there. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what do we want to start with? Start with five, work our way up. Number five. Um, I was debating on how I wanted to do this, but I okay. think my fifth spot is actually from the book that we read. Ooh, interesting. I don't have any from the book. No? No. I like the book, but I don't have any from the book. I really liked, and we'll talk about this, but it's the very beginning of A New Dawn, mm. um, and mm-hmm. there is a bunch of Jedi all talking to Obi-Wan about the uh, the this device, and you use this device to call the Jedi home, yeah. and then they'll be like, well, where's home? It's like, well, to Coruscant. It's like, but why? And it's like, well, for... Uh, and then, like, Kanan's, like, for unknown reasons. <laughs> and everyone's like, ha, 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 unknown reasons. That's a dumb answer. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan's like, best of answer I've ever no, heard. No, he's right. And I, and Don't I, do him. And I really like that. Yeah. But my favorite part of that was him being like, but, Master, could you could summon Jedi here. Could you also send them away? Uh-huh. And Depo uh, was there and was like, oh, I'm sorry. He says the thing. <laughs> yeah. But I, like, I just picture Obi-Wan, like, doing his little beard thing, being like, No. I believe we could, you know, and I, I think it's a fun idea of uh, how many times do kids ask like weird questions that adults don't think of, yeah. and then it triggers being like, "Huh, really wonderful, the mind of a child." <laughs> yeah, you know that kind of stuff too. Yeah, the beacon. And, and mm-hmm. Obi Wan has that kind of stuff happen, but mm-hmm. I love that like Kanan possibly triggers that thought to Obi Wan yeah. that in Episode Three, whenever they're summoning all the Jedi there to kill them, he's like, "No, let me change this because I know I can make it send away." Yeah. So I just I just thought that was a really I, neat I, thing. I really did like that moment, and I, I like uh, Caleb is like, well, okay, so then you use the beacon to tell us to stay away. Then what? And Depa's like, you'll have to find the answer for yourself. Yeah. And per- then perhaps the, re- the answer will show itself in yeah. a different way. Or and then like that, the right? rest of the book happens. And yeah. he, what does he find? Hera mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rebels. So like that. That was one where I'm like, it was fresh in my mind, so I may have recency bias yeah. and stuff, That's too. That's a good one. But I started I like looking it. through like a lot of mm-hmm. Rebel stuff and whatnot, but I, I really just like that. Like, man, he could have triggered the whole yeah. reason that some Jedi didn't die. Sure. Okay, I'll go with my number five. My number five is Kanan versus the Grand Inquisitor, their final <sighs> battle. Uh, Ezra goes tumbling over, and Kanan thinks that he's dead, and I just and Freddie Prince just nails all of these lines. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, the Grand Inquisitors, why? Because you have no one left to die for you. 
No, because I have nothing left to fear. What a great, great response. Uh, that, that whole fight is one of my one of my favorites in Rebels, uh, sure. just because of the way he's using Ezra's lightsaber, the mm -hmm. way the... Honestly, it might be my favorite use of the Inquisitor lightsaber in a battle. Really? I love the way the Inquisitor, like, you know, will put the saber in front of him and fly back, you know, that type of thing. But I just, I love that response. And then obviously, you know, if if I am going to get two or three things out of it, uh, the, uh, the, the thing that comes later, it's like, uh, uh, you're right, I was a coward, but I know... But now I know there's something stronger than fear, far stronger, the Force. Mm -hmm. Let me show you how strong it is. Like, it's, Kanan's never been more badass than in that fight because he, I mean, it, we'll talk about this throughout this entire conversation, but, like, Kanan's main thing is his hang-ups of being a master mm -hmm. and the absolute fear he has of, of failing the people around him. And in that moment, he gets to just be Caleb, like, at his, like, core for a second and just, like, okay... I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I know I'm going to kill that guy. <laughs> yeah. Great moment. No, you did you did the way that I was doing it because yeah. that's one of the things I was looking at was defeating the Inquisitor mm -hmm. because I also love, like you kind of mentioned, like him using Ezra's saber. Yeah. Like he's like, give me that. And the way he uses that yeah. is so cool. This is like my number. Why didn't I think of that? This is like my number four. Yeah. Ezra's oh, like, really? why, didn't I, why didn't I think about that? I love, I love the way he uses that. Yeah. I love the quote of, like, nothing to fear. Uh -huh. I love that he, like, stabs in yeah. to the circle of mm -hmm. the Inquisitor saber and cuts it. Yeah. Like, all those moments. Even, like, there's a point when, like, Ezra, like, wakes up and they're yeah. like, are you okay? Is Kanan okay? And he's like, he's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, looks up at Kanan just, like, taking on the Inquisitor mm -hmm. and stuff. And, no, that was definitely one of my favorite moments. And it's, you know, the end of season one of, of Rebels. And it's just, it, it's a really good Kanan moment. Yeah. I mean, Kanan is... I mean, he really defines himself by how he reacts to fear. I mean, you know, what he went through in Order 66, uh, thinking that Ezra was dead there, and he doesn't fall into anger because his Padawan's gone. He trusts in the Force. He does what he was taught and what he was trained for, and he doesn't give in to fear there. He uses the Force to, to become more powerful, but the Grand Inquisitor gives in to fear mm -hmm. and kills himself because he's so afraid, you know, so... It's a great moment, yeah. Uh, a defining moment in Rebels, and I'm glad that it's it's in. So that was your number four. That's you my said? number four. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. What do you want to go to your number four? Sure. Um, this is not number three. No. No. <laughs> uh, number four. It's a small moment, but it's one of my favorites when I'm rewatching. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what episode. I can't think of the name of the episode, but uh, Ezra and Kanan are having a, a conversation. Ezra or Kanan says, uh, "You know, sometimes I think I have nothing left to teach you." Uh, Ezra is like. Uh, no, that's not true. Kanan's like, well, you know, my own Jedi training was limited, so I, 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 there's not much I can. And Ezra's just like, I'm not talking about the Force. I'm talking about being a good person. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the most important thing that he gave to Ezra. I mean, it's awesome that the the elements of what Kanan learned as a Jedi was able to be passed on, but this was a kid with no, no parents. Sure. You know, and him being able to look at Hera and Kanan in order to not just be... Uh, a rebel and a freedom fighter, but being someone that can, you know, love people mm -hmm. and uh, find reasons to fight that isn't just revenge or anger, you know? But it's not about fighting what we hate. It's about saving what we love. Yeah. Right? So I love that moment. I love that Ezra is the one to say, like, no, teacher, let yeah. me teach you about something. <laughs> no, I get you. The, I love uh, that moment so much. It makes me emotional every time I see it. There's a lot to be said about the way, like, Ezra 
attaches to Kanan and like has mm-hmm. a lot of like his the way Kanan is yeah. like is how he learns to be right um when I was looking through trying to figure out what my favorite moments were there's a moment when uh it's towards the end of season one mm-hmm. um they're at the bottom of a like a radio tower yeah. they were trying to send a message out and uh they're all up at the top and he stabs it and the inquisitor comes down and he goes what are you doing here and Kanan's like, you're clever. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> and um, later on in Twilight the Apprentice, uh-huh. there's a part whenever Vader comes up and he's like, why are you here? Or something something along those lines, I forget. And Ezra responds with like, you're smart. Yeah. Figure it out. And I was like, it just, there's so many mirrors of like yep. Ezra learning from Kanan mm-hmm. and being like him. And Found family. It fits really well. And even reading through the book that we, mm-hmm. that we did with New Dawn, like there's times when like, oh, that feels like Kanan, but also... Ezra just feels so similar to Kanan with like the it way is. he's learned from him and stuff too. It it's, it's great. Yep. Um, all right. Well, my number three, number three. Um, so when I started this, I, I, I first started like, what are some of my moments that I can just like, what do I think of? What comes think of, immediately like, to and stuff? Mind. Yeah. And we keep mentioning it too at various times. It's the slingshot hallway. Yeah, I have that in, as an alternate, but yeah, it, I love that so much. I, I love that. I don't remember exactly which episode yeah. it's in, but they're inside like an Imperial like Star Destroyer or something uh-huh. like that, and there's like those doors are slowly shutting. The shutting. blast doors. Yeah. yeah. Close the blast doors. And they push Ezra, and then Ezra grabs and throws Kanan, yep. and they take out stormtroopers through yep. the way, and they get to the end, and I'm like, it just... Kanan like cuts a hole in the blast door, and then it crushes us too, yeah. you know? And it's one of the, the few times Rebels goes hardcore with John Williams. You know? So great, great stuff. I love that. And it's yeah. not, I don't think it's, you get tons of times when you see like really cool force from an individual. Yeah. But this is like a cool teamwork kind of moment. Yeah. And sure. I don't feel like you get those cool teamwork moments. It feels like moments. a master and apprentice moment. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just really like they it. They trust for that. each other. They've trained with each other. And like they don't even have to like say what they're going to do. They just know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking of that exact moment when in the last episode of Ahsoka where yeah. we're trying to get up to the. The Push chimera. me. Yeah. <laughs> Touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's your number three? That was my three. My number three is I need a 22 pickup. Oh, yeah. I What's thought a 22 about this pickup? One? Care to let me in on the secret? Kid, I'm, I'm about to let everybody in on the secret. Yeah, dude. I love that moment. Like, how often do you get the uh, – because I certainly felt it the first time I watched it. I know that – the other guys felt it. We went through with uh, in the reaction. They felt it like not. You don't know Kanan's a Jedi yeah. until that moment. The reveal of a new Jedi yeah. and stuff like that too. It's such a great moment. It's such a great response. It's really well written. Kanan steps out, and even before he you know puts his lightsaber together, he like dodges. He, two he bolts. does like the Anakin kind of yeah. thing, right? Where it's like, what yeah. are you doing down there, Obi Wan? Yep, <laughs> like and that kind of moment. The Wookiees are like, whoa, you know, and Callus is like, concentrate all fire on. On the Jedi? <laughs> it's a great moment. You don't get a lot of those. No. Where you, you have a secret Jedi show up, you know? No. Yeah. No. That was a really good one. I almost put it on mine. Yeah. I, I think I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with these ones instead. That's one of my, what, what do you think of first when you think of Kanan? That was one of mine. That's one of yours? Yep. So number three. I have a, I have one of those, of those on my list, too. Gotcha. Um, this one, number two for me, I almost didn't put on. Okay. But after rewatching the scene, I really enjoyed it. Um, it is the, I, I always call it the being knighted by the Inquisitor, right? Ooh, that moment. Okay, yeah. So like he's down inside like the temple yep. and he's fighting like the, uh, the mm-hmm. Jedi guards and I, 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 the fight and stuff is okay. Like it, it does an okay job at everything. And I, as I was watching it, I was like, this is okay, but it might not be my favorite scene. Yeah. But then it gets to the end and stuff too. And he like says like, you can't fight forever. 
And Kanan just has no, this line where he's I like, I know I can't fight, but I can pass on everything I know and do my best for him kind yeah. of thing. And, and then like, you know, the, he picks it up and he's like, I knight thee, Kanan Jarrus. And I'm like, man, I love this. It's amazing. <laughs> like, dang it, just, you took my number one. Is that your number one? <laughs> I love that because it's not like Kanan isn't being knighted by anybody. He's doing it to himself. Mm-hmm. He's telling himself like, hey, all you can do is what like all I can do is what I've done. Yeah, like, that's all I can do. I I, I can't. I, yeah, There's I wish no I could. I, I wish do. I could do more for Ezra, but all I can do is what I've done. And I can't fight forever. Yeah. I can't fight the Empire on my yeah. own. I and can't. that's the lesson he needs to learn to realize. Like that's what it means to be a Jedi, to to be a master, to mm-hmm. to be a knight, to take on a Padawan. And he, it's very you know, the Lothal Temple's strange. Mm-hmm. Right, because it has layers and yeah, stuff. Because and... I mean, I don't believe the Grand Inquisitor's spirit is there doing anything. You know, he is looking at an enemy that was once something that he aspired to be a Jedi Knight, and the Force is much like it. It showed Luke as Vader in the cave of Dagobah. It shows my greatest enemy being the person that is the fist of the Jedi. Like you need to cut down this uh, uh, apprentice because you're going to fail him and he will fall to the dark side. So I'm going to go kill him, you know, which that's all stuff that's happening in Kanan's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I, that's one of my favorite moments because how often do you get someone that knights themselves and it feels worthy? Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's either through him or the force itself that's being like, yeah. you deserve this kind of thing, right? Yeah. But he has to come to terms with it on his own. And it's so powerful that the like the image of the Inquisitor, or I should say the Temple Guardians, like literally manifest itself to the Inquisitors mm-hmm. and like scare them like phantoms, you know? Like I love that so yeah. much. But yeah, the Lothal Temple has a lot of great, you know, because again, like it, it's the it's the Great Yoda line. What's in there? Only what you take with you. Sure. Ahsoka goes in there. And she sees, Ahsoka, why did you leave me? Don't you know what I've become? You know, like, Ahsoka brings that with her. Kanan brings the baggage with her. Ezra, you know, brings things with him. And then you also have Yoda that's able to use that connection to, to connect with people and to, to speak to, to Ezra and tell him to go to Malachor and, and that little wave to, to Ahsoka. It's a, one of my favorite episodes of Rebels and one of my favorite Kanan moments is when you know he can uh he can deal with the things on his own and realize that he's holding himself back it's not others holding him back okay yeah all right well i gotta we, find a new number two or number one i mean so i'll we, well we, i want to say real quick too, yeah we do have nexus who says that yoda knights him he doesn't really knight himself is that true i, I don't know i'm I, not that's sure. not the way i uh, um watch it he, I just see, it's been confirmed Yoda was giving them visions through the temple, but I don't know where that comes from necessarily. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting that from next. I mean, you might be right, but again, I value <laughs> what I got from it more than I do even sometimes a storyteller. So that's a very special moment for me, not because of uh, of something that Yoda says, but what Kanan says to himself. So you might be, I might just have that wrong, but don't care. Still love it. <laughs> <laughs> e- either way with it. I, I, yeah. I love the moment that it, it gives for it too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, that was my number two then. Yeah. So you don't need to figure a new number one, but what's your number two? Or are you going to move your two up to one and replace two? I'll move my two up to one. <laughs> I got to have a new number two. I got some alternates here. Okay. I got it. It's uh Jedi Knight, not Ganon's death. I mean, obviously that's a great moment, but I felt like that was too easy of a moment to put on my list. Mm. 
myself, it might be your number one. Mm. Um, but the, when Kanan saves Hera from the stormtroopers, mm. right? Hera's out of it, and she goes like, "I'm going to be honest with you two. You're in terrible trouble. I wonder how he's going to get in." Kanan comes in the door, cuts the hole. The guy falls, and she's like, "Oh, I thought he'd come through the window." And then he comes in and throws the other guy through the window. <laughs> I've always loved that moment. Like Kanan mm-hmm. has never been more of the Jedi in his prime than in that moment. Though we all know that what's coming is the culmination of that feeling. But sure, I love that interplay, and I love the you know, I love Hera and Kanan's relationship in that entire episode. You know the. Oh, I wish I could see you. Oh, you could always see me. Like that, those moments, so good. But I just love that uh, in terms of like choreography blocking what's happening. I I, I love that moment. So I'll, I'll I guess that will be my alternate to throw in there. Alternate for two. Yeah. All right. I can. Uh, you so, know what? I'll also because you stole my number one. What? I, I'll, I'll also but throw no, in. No, you don't get to. You I'm know why? You know why you don't get to? Because you just took over my number one. Shit. <laughs> My number one, I put rescuing. <laughs> I put rescuing Harris. I want to put this in here before you get to your alternates. Yeah. Because while yes, I I, I was this is when I was saying I was cheating, mm-hmm. right? My rescuing yeah. Hera, I was taking from the point of one, he looks at himself mm-hmm. and says, "I should not lead this rescue mission." Yeah. And he has Ezra lead it. Yep. Which I think is a a great moment. Like yeah. I don't think you would have. I don't think Anakin would do that. Yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think Ahsoka would do that. Like there's different Jedi that I don't think would like separate themselves being like, I'm sure. too attached to this moment and I need someone else to do it mm-hmm. and to trust Ezra enough to know that we can rescue Hera. Yeah. Um, he also had visions and stuff too. So like he kind of had ideas of what was coming and mm-hmm. whatnot too. But like from there all the way to his sacrifice and stuff too, there's so many awesome Kanan moments that I couldn't really pick one. I love when he's like, and this may be mix mixture of Hera moment too. Like you were just having, cause I love that moment too, but I love when he's like, Hey, I got you a gift. <laughs> and she's like, Kanan, this Kanan. is mine. It's like, yeah, then it's not really a gift. <laughs> like, there's just, there's the Hera drugged up it's moment so and sweet, stuff. Yeah. And the, like, the, the chemistry so that those two characters have and stuff up until the sacrifice moment mm-hmm. is so awesome and so sad when you know what's coming and stuff, too. I watch it with the kids and Melanie and I start crying yep. and stuff because, oh. <sighs> but yeah, no. Yep. My number one was just not Jedi necessarily Knight. the sacrifice itself, but the whole rescuing Hera that he yeah. does and like, you know, he shaves his head and everything and tries to make himself look like when they first met or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like it just, I love the the blessing the force gives him when it heals his eyes. I love Ooh, that moment when, for yeah, a second. for like for the last second of his sacrifice, he can see Hera one yep. more time and then it's gone. Ah, <sighs> yep. Good stuff. Thanks for making me cry with your number one. <laughs> What's my number one? Well, it's taken. Well, you got like seven options over there. Yeah, I got a bunch. <laughs> uh, my second one, I mean, it is a Kanan moment. It's also a Sabine moment. Kanan training Sabine to use a lightsaber. I, I think in my rewatches of Rebels, it is my number one scene. Obviously, I love Ahsoka and, and Vader, and, you know, sure. Uh, I love seeing Maul again and, and Twin Sons, and that's some great stuff. But when it comes to the characters and the, the character work being done, uh, Sabine and Kanan training uh, in the presence of Finn Rao and, mm-hmm. and Ezra is, oh my God, it's some of the best stuff. Sure. You know, and, like the the roller coaster it goes on too yeah. between like the anger and the history lesson. The Jedi won the war. Yeah. 
you can't rely on this. You can yeah, use I wrote it down. Sometimes these tricks will amount to something. Maybe save you from time to time, but they won't keep you alive in the long run. Only training and discipline, discipline. will do that. And I mean, now that you see what you know, we now know through the Ahsoka show that Ahsoka, uh, Sabine has some type of strong connection to the Force. Yeah, stronger than the average. Maybe not as strong as. You know, a, a Jedi might You're not, not as strong as Ezra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like know. that type of strength or uh, connection might not be something that the Jedi of old would have picked out and be like, "Yep, take that baby." You know, sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that training and discipline aren't worth anything. You know, sure. and uh, and Sabine continues that. And as much as I thought Sabine was a complete character without the the addition of the Force. Um, I'm super open to it, and I, I want to continue that. But if Kanan in this scene is the beginnings of having her on the road to becoming a Jedi, like what a fantastic way to start! Yeah, you know, love that. And I, I just love his like, you're not fighting me, you're fighting yourself, and you're losing. It's so great. You know, uh, it's it's a very animation, th- uh, you know, focused scene mm-hmm. you know like it's really exaggerated the the characters are really screaming their guts out you know they're flying and throwing each other and sabine is able to confront her fear kanan confronts his fear and in his knighted like ezra confronts his fear in, in rise of skywalker it's the destiny of a jedi to confront fear uh kanan being the catalyst to just like being almost like this uh you know, if she is the Mandalorian and he is the Jedi, and we know that they there's a big, dark, deep history when it comes to that. Um, being able to, it's not. It doesn't even feel like a like a lesson in in uh, the Force or the lightsaber. It's a lesson about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, love that. Definitely, I know I had it at number two, but one of my favorite scenes of all of Rebels. Yeah, yeah, so much. Love yeah. it so much. I agree. I I really liked it. I didn't put it on my list because like. I bet Eric will pick the, gotcha. the, the, the the Sabine training section. Yep. I didn't think you'd pick the ninety one as your number one. <laughs> I, I and then I, I was like rescuing rescuing Hera. Yeah. That might be one because he might yeah. be thinking of like the sure. sacrifice. And no, I just I, I love like you know Sabine puts her fiber whip cord around him. He just like cuts it, <laughs> grabs it, brings her over. Mm-hmm. It's really really cool. Nope, it's great. Well, did you have any alternates that you wanted? Like any like uh, you know macaroni prizes you wanted to give out for certain uh, things? That's no, not, on your not specifically. I mean, I have. A, I mean, there's a lot of moments I really like with Kanan and stuff in general. Yeah. Um, like there's some great stuff with his him and Maul. You know, I, I love the moment when it's in Twilight of the Apprentice and mm-hmm. Darth Maul's coming at Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's like, "Yeah, but you might have to take on him first if you want to finish her fight." Yeah, yeah, and then he's just standing there with yep. the mask on and stuff and. It's 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 just done really well. I like it a lot. Maul when he thinks he has the advantage and doesn't is best Maul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Happens in Phantom Menace. Happens in Twilight of the Apprentice. Happens in Twin Sons, and the dude never learns. Nope. I nope. love it. I love that moment of like Cannon has the the you know the guardian mask on, which is you know connected with the what we saw mm-hmm. uh, in the Lothal Temple. But just like you can't see his face, but you can feel his focus. You can see the shift of his weight, the saber back, and he's just waiting. And Maul's like, okay, you're going to do something? What are you going to do? Four moves. And he goes over the edge. Love it so much. Yep. Yep. Grab his wrist and throw. That's a great one. All right. Uh, You you give one. One? We haven't talked about the book, and we have 20 minutes left. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, loves it. Okay. Uh, 
All right. Uh, it's the moment where Kanan and Rex are trying to get out of their Imperial installation. Mm-hmm. And Kanan's like, ah, all right, I'll pull you fire. <laughs> I'll pull you. <laughs> Just like the old days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Captain. <laughs> And then, and then the obviously the bookend of that, which is Rex falls behind and Kanan's like, ah, I gotta go save my friend. I love that moment too. I, I love the growth of Kanan and the clones because Rex, it's yeah. understandably how mm-hmm. upset mm-hmm. he is over the situation of Order sixty six and what yeah. happened and what he saw, right? Yeah. And I, I, I love yeah. how that story progresses, mm-hmm. and I love every time Rex goes like. Just like the old days, because like there's another time whenever they are fighting the ATATs yeah. and that they jump up there and do yep. that when they're fighting. I love that. It, too. It, it, it made for a lot of fun moments, a lot of funny moments between those two. Anytime yeah. Kanan can be funny, I think is is great. Yeah, like when he meets Ch- Cham Sandula, Hera's father, and he's, he's like, like oh, nervous. He's like nervous. He's like, you're, don't embarrass me. He's like, what do you mean embarrass you? And he's like, uh, hello, sir. This is my you know he you know this is our crew, Sabine, Zeb, and Ezra. And he points to the wrong people. Yeah, <laughs> I love those. Yep. Moments. No, it's great. I love those so yeah. much. Yep. Okay, well, there could be a ton of canon moments. There's but a ton. We, sadly, uh, it has come to an end. Maybe we'll have to do like a canon top ten or top five part two. Part two. <laughs> but that was fun. Love the character. Freddie Prince Jr., I think, voiced him to uh, to perfection for me. Mm-hmm. So, And I hope one day, uh, maybe like in a Tales of the Jedi or something, maybe we'll see a little bit more of Kanan one day. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Love more Kanan. Yep. Or Caleb. All right. Well, we got some more Kanan in A New Dawn. A New Dawn. The first uh, book in the new Kanan that was like supervised by the story group or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't realize when we started that this was the first Kanan book. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that that was a Tarkin. Kanan book. Yes. Yeah. The first Kanan Kanan book. First Kanan Kanan book. Yeah. So, um, what do you think of uh, what do you think of a new dawn as like a general? Yeah, uh, I mean, as I was reading it, it was one of those books where I'm like, uh, uh, I wonder if I was supposed to like watch Rebels before this or after this because I, I, one of my favorite moments in Rebels is realizing Kanan's a Jedi. I would never want to have read this sure. book before that. You know, this did come out before Rebels. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I, I love what this book did to fill in the idea of Caleb Doom to Kanan Jarrus. Sure. I love the idea that he's kind of he's he you know he left the hero behind so you know he's kind of a sleaze ball and and what kind of brings him back is not you know uh, being the a, a hero or a rebel it's like kind of like this girl <laughs> sure I love his crush on her. <laughs> It starts from the voice, yeah. right? He's yeah, like, the voice. I heard that voice. Right? I got to see what it's attached to kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, Vanessa like, Marshall does that to you. Yeah, <laughs> right? Also, having Mark Thompson do this book mm-hmm. was really good, too. Like, Kanan Mark's was done fun. really yeah. well. Um, yeah. I think the I, I think a lot of the Kanan Hera stuff was really good. I liked yeah. a lot of the extra characters with, like, Skelly. Skelly was That was fun. an interesting character. I like um, Skelly. Like, like, he was almost kind of like, you know, the, the Clone Wars veteran that kind of, like, fails up in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked him. I liked Kanan's like boss mentor dude or whatever the Okadaya or Okadiah, whatever. Yep. I thought he was interesting. Mm-hmm. His like um, landlord. Yeah, like his landlord. I guess uh, I don't co-pilot. Know, the, yeah, know. whatever. They they worked together at least yeah. anyway. But mm-hmm. um, I wasn't I wasn't super impressed with the the Count Vidian. <laughs> Count Vidian. Um, Count Vidian was funny to me, like, but not in like a good way. I, like I I liked what was happening, but he was a little corny uh, yeah. to me. Um, but I, damn, if I didn't enjoy some of the scenes, yeah, I also was like, 
Like at some points, he's so violent it was funny to me. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. He just felt like a uh, well, we can't use Vader <laughs> or, or Grievous yeah. or any other yeah. used to be human now uh-huh. cyborgy guys. So let's make another one. Sure. And I was like, all right. But I did get excited. I was going through and listening to it at one point, mm-hmm. and they mentioned um, Sloan. And I was like, Sloan? Why does Sloan sound familiar? I know Sloan Ray for something. Sloan. And uh, I, I had to go and like look up, like, mm-hmm. Ray Sloan? Who's Ray Sloan? I was like, yeah. oh, that's right. It's from Squadrons. Mm-hmm. And she shows up in Squadrons at one point. Or not she at does. one point. She's like a, a, a This is her first official appearance. Yeah. So we are, we are in the clear of, like, well, what should we know about Ray Sloan? This is the first time yeah. people would have. I read about it. I found out that the uh, the author of this like made Sloan and was like after they finished like I think that she has room to like have more stories and yeah. stuff too and I was like okay so that's cool so I'm assuming that there's a lot more stories I don't know from here yeah. to Squadrons mm-hmm. um, but whenever they mentioned I'm like oh man yeah. and I was like that's when I started looking I'm like okay when did Squadrons come sure. out and when did this book come out and when did Rebels come out and try to figure sure. out like when things were released for yeah. everything too so. uh, I never really gotten I need to but I didn't really get into the story of Squadrons much. Um, I know that she was in it, mm-hmm. and I also know of her because a lot of my uh, trivia studying with the sequel trilogy did dive into a little bit of some of the aftermath books, and mm-hmm. like she's a character in. in she's that an as aftermath. Well. Yeah, okay, so that'd be cool to have. It's a, it's a character that has a long career with. Because here, I think she's a captain, mm-hmm. and then eventually she's going to get to like admiral. Admiral, yeah. So. I'd like to see some more of her journey and stuff too, mm-hmm. but I thought her character in this was really good. Yeah, I, um, I liked her. Yeah. I liked, I liked her. I liked her like she's like new and she's doing like what the count says mm-hmm. and stuff too. But then like she gets to a point where she's like, should I be listening to Kanan? Sure. There's a message from the emperor. Yeah. <laughs> and like she has to like kind of turn on things and be like, I thought it was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. He was offering me too much and stuff like that too. Sure. Yeah. I, I did like her character and her. Yeah. The I guess I guess growth. I don't know her mm-hmm. understanding of what the empire kind of works workings are. Sure. I, I think that I, I what's the right word? I didn't have any bias towards her, but. Immediately when I saw the name, I'm like, oh, okay, pay attention, you know? But then I was just kind of like, well, she just, you know, just, there is some stuff there, but, you know, she's really okay sometimes with some of the stuff the Empire does, and then sometimes she's not. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, hypocrite, <laughs> you sure. know? Yeah. Um, but that makes for fun villains, yeah. you know? Uh, so, yeah, it was cool to have her in there. Um, you know, the book, it's it wasn't necessarily my favorite just because... I had a hard time kind of trying to imagine the setting, you know, this like a lot of it was kind of like on the same in the same area mm-hmm. with the mining and, and the stuff like that. Um, and there's a lot of corporations and there's a lot of key, stuff to keep track of. And, mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and then, you know, Vidian's coming in because, you know, it's like my least favorite part of Star Wars sometimes, you know. Uh, but like when when Vidian like threw that chief into the acid, you know, and I and he was like, you know, Decay more, faster, so I can, you know, I was like, man, this guy loves efficiency. So, yeah. like, there was parts of it, I was like, that's terrible. But, yeah. like, there's another part of me being like, that's, this is silly. <laughs> sure. Like, sometimes, like, is it supposed to be cartoony evil yeah, kind of thing, right? For me. Um, which, I mean, can fit with Rebels and stuff, yeah, too. No, but sure, I think that's part of why, like, I'm like, he was just kind of like a, yeah. it's like, we, I felt like he was just kind of like a, we couldn't use Vader, so we use someone yeah. like, this guy is evil, we can get rid of him yeah. and do all that kind of stuff. No, there, it, I, you know, I, maybe I'm bringing some baggage into it, but, like, when I had heard about, oh, this is a Kanan Hera book where they met, I, I guess I maybe let my imagination go a little bit too wild about, oh, what could that be? Oh, sure. And it wasn't, and what we got was like, oh, okay. 
it was it was fun. I, I really enjoyed the relationship and the building between Hera and Kanan. Sure. I really love seeing what where Kanan was and how he gets there. And I was really curious, too, to see how they end up getting together, right? How do we get Kanan and Hera on the ghost together? Which yeah. also was like, yeah. you get the ghost like in the very beginning, yeah, and then it's like gone for the whole book yeah. until you get to the very end. Again. I know. And I'm like, well, all right, that's fine, sure. whatever. Don't but, get me wrong. I sat through 10 seasons of Smallville. I'm like, when's this guy putting on the suit? You know, and it's at the very end, and they he didn't even really put on the suit. It was CG. You know, I was like, "Oh, damn it!" <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I, I get it. <laughs> but uh, the 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 story between them and the things they have happened, and a lot of it, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, it has to do with like Kanan feeling attracted to her, right? Yeah, is a big sure. part of that. That's kind of why I mean, he's, he's kinda... attracted to what ladies, you know, like sure. he, he's not a Jedi anymore, and yeah. he in his hiding, he leaves a lot of uh, what they value behind, and what he values is. Getting into some bar fights, having some drinks, and being with some ladies. Sure. I did like the way, uh, I think it was Okadaya that described him, where it was like, um, I think of the wording real quick here. Um, I always viewed you as a man with nowhere to go, not a man running from something. Mm. And I thought yeah. that that was an interesting thing, too. That is too, good. Because, yeah. like, like, he was. He, he, mm-hmm. he wasn't that, it wasn't like he was running from anything. He had nowhere to go. So he wasn't like in trouble. No one knew who he was, right? He was Kanan yeah. Jarrus. He wasn't Caleb Doom. Mm-hmm. He's just in hiding. And he, yeah. has, he has no family. He has no nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was interesting. And then his, Ogadiah's like final words that he has towards Hera and stuff mm-hmm. too kind of leads towards yeah. um, like this This is a, good, is a good kid. Yeah. You take him with you. He will do good things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I, I like that's that. why I think I liked Ogadiah a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, good. Also, yeah. he was kind of like, let me see you. You know, like he, he had that ladies man kind of thing too, uh-huh. where he was like, yeah, let me see you one more time with my eyes. And yeah. Kenan's like, what is it? And he's like, not you, not get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> let me see her. <laughs> no, it's like, all right, all right, Okadaya. So, like, yeah. But he had some good things that he was saying too within yeah. that and everything. I, I really like Skellig. Um, I just love that, like, his solution to almost everything is like, I'm going to blow it up. Sure. <laughs> he blew, blew up, like, 12 things. So, <laughs> he just kept blowing things up. Vidian just kept not getting blown up. <laughs> yeah, right? Skelly gets into – I, I felt so bad for the character because yeah. he is, like – he he's, like, a scientist who figured something out, mm-hmm. and then he's trying to share it, and everyone says it's a conspiracy. And then yeah, – He trusts that, well, I'll just go to the – Yeah, I'll go to the top guy, yeah. right? I'm going to tell him. And then, like, it still gets pushed that it's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But then the top guy – takes your information being like, look, if this happens, the whole moon's going to explode. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, then I'll do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, he's doing all the ideas that I said to warn them not to do. He's doing them. And like yep. from that per- perspective of being that character, I'm like, that's got to feel so bad of being like, how many people are going to die? What's going to happen? Yeah. And it's all for greed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like So like I, so I, I felt bad for Skelly. And like he yeah. spends half the book dying. <laughs> You know, like he does. He's in such a bad shape, but I love the way he went out. Yeah, me too. And I was really curious on how, like, how the count, like, what's the end for the count going to be like? Mm -hmm. And I was kind of glad that he kind of got the last, me too, the last hurrah in that. Yeah. No, I mean, Vidian is how we're saying, how it said Vidian, I think is count. Uh, Vidian? Yeah. Vidian. Um, Yeah, like, I think that there's a lot of potential there. And maybe because he did seem like such a visual character in terms of, like, his intimidation factor and and what he can be, you know, like imagine just reading about Grievous versus seeing him. Like it's not very impressive to hear like four lightsabers are spinning at once, but when you see it, you're like, holy crap, sure. you know? 
when you hear like, oh, his skin yeah. is made of cont- cortosis yeah, or whatever, sure. you know? It's like, oh, but I, okay. I, I do love uh, seeing more characters that are more into the, the cybernetic body horror of what Vader and Grievous and those types of characters can be. Watt Tambor, you know, those type of yeah. things, you know? Uh, so the, I, I the do, modders on Boba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even that, like, I, I'm actually kind of excited. I, I thought that was a fantastic angle to go yeah. into the way uh, Finnick like has like that stomach thing. Mm-hmm. It's like pumping, yeah. you know. No, I mean it's it's one of those things where like the original trilogy with Luke's hand. It's like, oh my god, he lost a hand. What happens? Like he gets a new one. He gets a new one. What's it look like? Like a hand. He puts a you know sometimes yeah. it got shot. <laughs> you know, it's like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but like. This count, like, it's a big deal what he put himself through. So, yeah. like, that's cool. I think that's really interesting. It's just the character itself wasn't necessarily the most fleshed out. Or at the well, very least, I should say, maybe I just had a hard time trying to imagine uh, how that works. You know? Yeah, I think for me, too, and maybe it's because I didn't have the connection to any of the character or anything mm-hmm. as much. But, like, they had, like, a twist on him, too, mm-hmm. that I was just kind of like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, that, like, I'm like, oh, okay. It, it doesn't really mean anything. It didn't me. feel like it meant. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like it was like, oh, this guy used to be Quinlan Vos, and uh, I was like, oh, sh- oh what, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that would have been like a thing. But this yeah. is like, kind of like, oh, he used to be this guy too, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yep. Um, but like that stuff aside, mm-hmm. with him, like I, I think that's the only part of the book that I was kind of like, eh, I don't really care for him as much and sort sure. of his story bits. But I really love the interaction between Kanan and Hera. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites was when uh, stormtroopers came looking at for them in the in the bar. Yeah, and they're like. There's no way out. What do we do? Come down this hallway. It's like, well, there's no exit down here. It's like, shh. And, it was, and then he just pretends to be like a like a bartender or whatever. Yep. And it's like, hey, why is this door locked? Hey, don't go in there. And like, Ske- Skelly's inside there, like pretending to be a vomiting Wookie. Like, just make he's like, make as much noise as you can. And he's in there like, Rawr! and like banging the pot. What's or going on like in there? Like, hey, you ever seen a you know a, a vomiting alcohol like Wookie? You know, like you don't want to yeah. mess with that right now. Like, yeah. All right, we'll even be. You know, they leave. Yeah. Imagine Black Crescenton drunk. Yeah. You know, sick looking at you. Yeah. Terrifying. Like I don't want to mess with that. Hell you know. No. Uh-uh. So. I, I I enjoyed moments like yeah. that. I enjoyed like I, I uh, liked uh Kanan being the uh the Imperial agent to Sloan. That was kinda of, that was a, an interesting way of doing things. The that was the one when uh-huh. he's like, Hey look, I'm for the Emperor yeah. and what he's yeah. doing is yeah. And like her like, like looking back on him being like, Who was that guy? So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and then Hera being like, Your charm doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You can't just use that all the time. Yeah. Like that was the thing. Like Kanan would do this uh-huh. and Hera would do this and I I, I love uh-huh. I loved um they're trying to escape at one point on like this bus thing, um, and it's like this is an old bus used to fly a long time ago. Can't fly anymore. It's just like a hover bus. Yeah, and like Hera fly like Hera's at the controls for like ten minutes, and yep. they start flying away. He's like, "What are you doing?" I know. And yeah. she's like, "You just gotta know how to talk to it." Yep. And I'm like, "Oh man." He, there was and, moments and, like that where I'm like, "Oh dude, I can't wait to see them in the ghost, and he, she can really show what she can do." You know, mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen until the end. Sure, but I, I get part of her yeah. thing too. Like she has a thing where it's like. I don't show anyone the ghost. Less people that know about it, the better. So yeah. unless you're like coming with me, you don't get to see it. Mm-hmm. And like part of the thing is like, sure, I like her, but I also really want to see this ship. Sure. He's like, you might need a crew for that, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, which really set me on the idea of like, okay, so I saw how Kanan and Hera got together. Mm-hmm. It could be fun to see like, well, where does Sabine come in? When does sure. Zeb come in, you know? Did you see like like the cover of the book? Like I, I, I bring up my phone on the audio book. I look at the cover. I'm like, holy crap! Look at that. There's Harry with the pistol, just can't his lightsaber. I'm like, this is gonna be nuts. You know? Yeah. It didn't really happen. Well, <laughs> that was one thing too, because I kept waiting towards getting to the end and being like, yeah. okay, 
he's going to draw his lightsaber at some point. They talk about him grabbing mm-hmm. it and putting it away. And yeah, I know. It was kind of like they talk about like, a little bit. But yeah, yeah. And then they talk to like, um, you know, he has the cortosis like armor, whatever mm-hmm. on the cyborg and they've, they've shot him and it sends electricity back. Mm-hmm. They did like a, they shot a power pack, which yeah. like scorched his face, but like blinded one of their friends, which was uh Zaluna. Zaluna. And uh, <laughs> in the audiobook, book kind of sound like droopy dog. Droopy dog. Yeah. Well, what about this? <laughs> I guess so. I didn't think about that much. But the, um, like, going through that, he's like, you don't have anything that could take me out. And he goes, yeah. maybe I do. And he reaches for it. I'm like, oh, now we're yeah. getting to it. But I thought it was interesting that he's like, yeah. something told me not to do no, it. No, I get it. And I was like, okay, this is how he reveals he's a Jedi. Yeah. That person can't see. We kill him. Hera now knows. And that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's fine. But yeah. I did kind of like the reveal they had of him being a Jedi to Hera. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, thought it was too. a I thought it was a nice little yeah, moment too, where it's like, why is he revealing that he's a Jedi? Mm-hmm. Because he wants to save that girl. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yep. And then uh, let her in on the secret. <laughs> yeah. And Hera has some thoughts that you get a little bit here and there, where she's thinking about like, you know, she's she's not here to find people to help with like the mm-hmm. rebellion kind of side of things. Yeah. Um, but she's like, man, he's a really good strategist, but sometimes he's not the smartest. Yeah. But I don't understand how to read this guy. Like, she's thinking about like where these people, like what their motives are and who they are. Who's Skelly? Mm-hmm. Who's Zaluna? Who's Kanan? And Kanan's yeah. like the biggest mystery. And she kind of wants to stick around a little bit more just to see who he is and what he is and how's he gotten so far. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because sometimes she's like, he seems like he seems like a really smart, strategic guy, mm-hmm. and he seems kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she kind of like I don't understand him. And I, I really liked Hera like learning about Kanan and stuff too. Me too. Yeah. No, it was a it was a fun read. Uh, I think it did like it's it did have a, a decent pace in that like like characters start and then they, they they keep going they keep going. It's very like episode four, mm-hmm. right? Like I love Revenge of the Sith, but Revenge of the Sith has like big giant opening and then we sit around and talk, you know. And then this happens and we sit around and talk and this happens and then you know Anakin has a PSP and you sit on the couch and you're sitting around and talk, you know. Like whereas this, I felt like I had a good pace. It kept going, you know. So yeah. it kept my interest yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It did feel like a prequel to Rebels and stuff, so mm-hmm. I thought that that was really cool too. Yeah. Um, and I, if you're interested in reading it, uh, you know, on your own, if you haven't, like I, I don't even think you need to have watched Rebels no, to you enjoy don't. it. I don't think so. Yeah, but it, certainly, you know, you you will care for the characters a bit more. But uh, it will ruin the the first episode. <laughs> sure. Levels. Yeah. If you're not, I mean, if you're watching this, we've already talked about of it. And you should know by now. Yeah. But <laughs> I imagine most people that watch Wave Squadron have seen most of Star Wars. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah, it, it's I, I think pacing wise for yeah. it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the the radio thing I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Where sure. like they had like certain little like radio things kind of giving you some news every yeah, once in a while. I like while. that too. Like the Hall and that news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I thought was unique to this one. It was. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, as I said before, I didn't realize that this was like the first canon gotcha. okay. book either. So I also really liked at the very end, there was like an excerpt from like Dave Filoni. Um, yeah, the the foreword or the whatever. Yeah, yeah where he mm-hmm. talked about like being being young and enjoying like the original trilogy mm-hmm. and growing up and like getting to work with George Lucas and yeah. getting to work on Clone Wars and all this stuff and how excited he is that from here on it's all going to be canon. Everything's going to fit into mm-hmm. a canon. They're going to work on that. Um, and that he just had like a lot of excitement for that kind sure. of stuff too. Yeah. And I was like, well, this, that was a really cool little moment there. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it was kind of like when we finished, uh, what was it, like Dark Disciple? And yeah. it was like... Katie Lucas. Yeah. yeah. And she was going through and it's like, and seeing my dad and doing this, doing this, like, oh man, this is really cool. Who the hell is this lady? Katie Lucas. And I was like, Oh man, <laughs> now I'm all sad. <laughs> yeah. 
that's so. certainly like one of my one of my top reactions to a uh, to a forward or an epilogue from a, a different an author. Yeah. yeah. So I th- I I did really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think about other elements here from this book because we don't have a ton ton of time here, but. Overall, I, I, I think the book was good for Kanan and Hera. Yeah. I thought it was cool that we got, I, at least I got now, the first time mm-hmm. Sloane shows up in any of the canon. Yeah, too, I, because, I think that for me, that's going to, like, moving forward, that will be one of the most important things is, like, setting up that character. Yeah, yeah. to see where they go and everything mm-hmm. with it. Um, but a lot of it, too, like I said, the, more of the evil side of things. I thought it was interesting having Skelly and mm-hmm. Zaluna, and they were both on, they were both kind of for the Empire, right? And yeah. then they start turning to not be for the empire mm-hmm. right i think it was zaluna who was it zaluna who was upset at a was it the guy got thrown in the acid like they were having like a firefight and a guy showed up and he's like no and he starts shooting back and stuff yeah. like that too and then he sacrificed himself and they got away like there were just different elements too where like i liked a lot of the other characters that start turning and changing mm-hmm. up to the point like zaluna i like that they don't know what planet they went to yeah they don't necessarily care they didn't ask mm-hmm. but they're at peace in their garden here yeah. And if you don't take that boy, I'm gonna ask him to stay. <laughs> and I, I just, I just, I like the growth of the characters that, uh, at least the ones I liked. Like uh-huh. the Count didn't have any growth; he was just yeah. him. He yeah. had growth before the book, I guess. I suppose, you know, yeah. like he was not a cyborg, and now he is. He was not um, the Count, and now he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like everything else in it, as far as the story, the the reveal of the ghost to Kanan mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah. this is really cool. And now I kind of just want to see like what happens with Zeb Sabine. And I don't know, I guess Chopper was just not there for now. You know, maybe he's, I guess not. he might've been watching yeah. the ship. That was another thing I was, was like, you were oh, hoping for Chopper. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I probably just brought too much baggage in. Sure. As a, as a rebel super fan. Sure. You know? I get that. I will say, and I mentioned it before during our, uh, our top five Kanan moments mm-hmm. and stuff too, but I didn't say it here. I really enjoyed the very beginning of the book. Like, I liked yeah. having the Caleb moment, him talking yeah. to Obi-Wan. The Jedi beacon. Yeah, talking yeah. about the beacon and everything, too, of, like, how it works and what else could it do mm-hmm. and having Depa there with a little bit. Yeah. And then you had said in that moment, too, like, it's really nice to have that moment, and they reflect on it at the end of the book mm-hmm. where, like, well, when we're gone and we don't have, you know, we're just out there, like, who do we listen to? Like, yeah. what will guide us if we don't have our master? It's like, well, hopefully something else will take that spot, you know? Mm-hmm. And he reflects on that later after he's found Hera and sure. been like, ah, Here's something else that's guiding me now. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool. I like those little bookends yeah. there, especially from his master. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. And I, I love that that ending of that scene where it's Depa saying stuff like, well, you know, what happens when I don't have any, I, I don't know what direction to go. And it's like, it'll come to you. Mm-hmm. And we see it come to him. Something will guide yeah. you. And now I finished a book and I was just kind of like, that was cool. But now I want to watch all of Rebels again. I know. <laughs> I did too. I thought the same thing. Like, yeah. Do that. Yep. So, but we're already at 502 now. We are. We didn't get to dive too, too deep into it, but I think sure. the general thing, like the book was, was decent. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed what we had with Kanan and Hera. Yeah. The villain, not so much, but I don't think it was not worth the read, especially if you yeah. enjoy the characters from Rebels. And in terms of us, you know, ticking off slowly, like uh, catching up on Canon, we, we can now say we have read the first book to have come out uh, yeah. since they relaunched the universe. So yeah, we're, we've got one. So getting that set up and then mm-hmm. what's going on for, for, uh, forward with yep. this, which is going to be the Lords, Lords of, the of the Sith. Lords of the Sith. Okay. Yep. I don't know anything more than what Eric had mentioned about this uh-huh. one. So like some of the books I'm like, oh, I know it. I sure. know a little bit about this. This is supposed to be about this and this, right? Yeah. But this one I'm like, I don't, I don't now, know. I don't I'm think excited. we have a, a date picked out for the next Badonka Gonk yet, do we? 
Ooh, I have not. Yeah. No. So yeah, you guys make sure it'll probably that, be the first week of November. Yeah, it's probably going to be around then. So like the first uh, Thursday of November around then. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media. Just blind wave anywhere on social media, and that way you know exactly when things are going to be happening. Um, but yeah, your homework is to read the Lords of the Sith novel, uh, a Vader Palpatine novel. Uh, I'm very excited to get into that and to discuss that next time. Uh, we'll also have some other segments for uh, Badonka Gonk that aren't going to be related to any current TV releases because there are currently none <laughs> that True. we uh, have scheduled. So. Uh, this will be a, a, a bit of a drought with your normal Star Wars content, but not a bit of a drought with Way Squadron. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, guys, make sure, as Eric said, make sure to follow along. We'll have a thing that gets posted to on here for yep. when the next Badonka Gonk will be, but more than likely look for the first week of November. But otherwise, guys, thank you so much for watching. We appreciate it. Hope you guys had fun. Thank you for all the questions. Yeah. Thank you for all the super chats, and we'll see you guys uh, next month. Yep. May the Force be with you. Always. Thank you.